I was I got second place in a hot body contest once. Welcome to the Beat Around the Bench podcast, a podcast about woodworking, good times, and general jackassery. With your hosts, Jess of Jess Build It, Colton of Cold Crit, and Ross of RNC Woodworking and Design. You can find us all on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. In this week's episode, we do a recap of the entire year. We reminisce via trivia about each of the old episodes. We find out what went wrong in our shops, and we drop some nugget bombs to wrap up the year and motivate the masses. All of that and more is coming right up on this episode of the Beat Around the Bench podcast. Now for episode 38, Time Cop. Time Cop. Time Cop. Yeah, that was a good movie. <laughs> I like that one. It was a great I movie. I like that. So I was going over to make the trivia for today, and I was just like, uh, you know, I saw all the 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 uh, titles, and I was like, I have got to, like, say these. Like, in Episode 9, Delta Force, like, I have to go through all these because they're all so fun. It's all so much fun. <laughs> oh, I love, I love that. They, so we yeah. got, you set the bar really high yeah. for the first season. I mean, if we're going to do it, you do it right. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. So for the listeners out there, this will actually drop on the weekend of New Year's Eve. So this will be our final episode of 2023. And we wanted to mix it up a little bit for everyone. And rather than going through the same format we've gone through before, we actually wanted to dive back and kind of rehash some of the things that happened in some of these episodes and so we are going to start out with a little bit of trivia because Jess has been building up to this now for a little bit. And <laughs> so uh, he put in a ton of time, as some of you listeners have been listening along every week, which for those of you who have, thank you very much. For those of you who are just joining in for the first time, welcome to the Beat Around the Bench podcast. And this will be a great catch up for you to be able to hear kind of a a, uh, a background as to what's happened thus far. Yeah. A good, a good uh, segue into the, uh, yeah, following along with the new year. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, still go back and listen to if you got. Yeah. So we still hours. have some stuff we want to touch base <laughs> on. Uh, so what's going on in our shops and how the weeks have gone? But um, I think it's it's time that we start to get into a little bit of. Uh, is this now, Jess? Is this quick fire trivia? Uh, which whenever? Yeah, we can do that one first. Okay. Yeah, we can do that one first. This. So this is going to be a trivia session. And we're going to explain the rules here, Jess. How's this going to so, go? In this particular, we're going to do like the quick fire trivia. But this week, it is all about wood in Ooh. some sort of weird way. Hey, that's right? fun. And instead of having a three-minute time clock, we're going to hash it out, all three of us, and give it a little okay. talk and see, see what our answers would be and why. What do you think? I think that's a great idea. All right. Bring it on, baby. All Ooh. right, so we'll start with uh, Ross, since you're on the right of my screen. Okay. If you were a wood, what type of wood would you be? And Girlfriend, why? I'd be a weeping willow. You'd be a weeping willow? No. <laughs> uh, that was actually from an episode of Animaniacs way back in the day. Oh, um, Steven Spielberg. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that show. Yeah, that somebody was, uh, was interviewing. Oh, it was supposed to be Barbara Walters interviewing Oprah. And uh, on Animaniacs, it was horribly drawn. But it, uh, Barbara Walters was like, this is Baba Wawa interviewing Oprah. Oprah, what kind of twee would you be? And she was like, girlfriend, I'd be a weeping willow. And the whole crowd was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Uh, so that always comes weeping. to mind. Vince is was, a weeping willow. That's right. I was not expecting that, Ross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I am chock full of useless knowledge. Um, yes. So, mm. uh, in all honesty, I would more than likely be Quercus Alba, which is white oak, simply yes. because number one, it's close ties with whiskey, and number two, it yeah. is unbelievably strong and uh, thought of universally as one of the strongest, most reliable woods out there. Oh, reliable. Yes. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Diligent. It's got the, yeah. Grain. It's got the yeah. grain in it. Yeah. White oak is a good oak. You can use it inside. Yeah. Bugs don't eat it. Yeah. yeah. Strong, man. What's your bench press up to now? Even uh, so I pick uh, things up and I put them down. <laughs> so in all honesty, <laughs> when, when I was at my best, uh, I was never great at the bench press. I could close bench better than I could actually do a standard bench. Um, I could close bench 400 pounds, but my, my strength is all in my legs. Ah, uh, yeah. That explains the, that juicy booty. I get mm-hmm. it. Now. That's it. That's true. That's it. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. What about yeah. you, Cole? Okay. Man, I am on the spot here. Sugar. Like, I don't know. I'd like to think of myself as like, I don't know. Is there such thing? So we know we've talked a lot about sunken cypress, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, are you saying you smell like swamp ass? Yeah. <laughs> Not quite. Um, so is there such thing as like a, like a sunken, like walnut? I don't know. Yeah. Don't I'm know. sure somebody has cut down a walnut tree and thrown it in the river. Well, like, I wonder, like, as far as like the, uh, you know, we talked about the acidity has got to be right and all this stuff and yeah. the water. But um, I don't know. Actually, I'd just say, like, a really figured piece of walnut, you know, like one that's like from a really cool heart piece of the wood where it's got a bunch of sapwood blonde coming through and kind of like you don't know what to expect every time you uh, pull a new board from the same tree. And kind of, I don't know, I like to be original and creative. Really I would say you'd thing. actually be more like Hickory. Your business in the front and party in the back. <laughs> oh there we go. <laughs> I gotcha. Hickory. Dude, I, I still yeah. have those pieces of Hickory I got for free from my cousin that I have not done anything with. You should but, do it. Um, the whole bunch of little slats. I was thinking about doing like some sort of like chevron pattern around something or maybe hmm. like, a, like a tabletop or something. but okay. uh, Or just a piece of artwork for the wall. But, How about you, Jess? Yeah. What kind of tree would you be? Um, if I was going to be a wood, I think that I would probably be something like maple. Kind of utilitarian, all around good for a lot of different things. And really hard, white. Really white. <laughs> uh, and, and uh, uh, you know, not a lot of nuances in the grain and the texture but it's a uh, uh you can rely on it for yep. a lot of yeah, different it, things and yeah. you don't take shit from nobody you're very abrasive resistant yes. well i will yeah. say yeah when when maple misbehaves maple misbehaves right it goes crazy and like blows out on you and pinches <laughs> on your saw so you know when it does Wake, misbehave, it's, and, a, it's, yeah. a, it's a it's a big it's a big problem all right next question be. nice if you got, if you could only use one tool for the rest of your life, what would it be? 
Ooh, Colton, I'm going to have you start with that because I know what your answer is going to be. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I mean, realistically, I would use my, um, it's a tool we already own. It doesn't have to. Uh, be. Yeah. Well, realistically, if I had to use one tool forever, it'd be like a five by 10, like Phantom CNC, right? As uh, you could do just about anything with that. That's not super fun, though. I um, oh no, I think that's a great answer. Yeah, you know what? I'll stick with that. You know what? Yeah, it doesn't have to be an old tool. Yeah, you could like take off one of the bits and hammer something in. You could do all yeah. Kinds I mean, of like things. even for like making a box, like joinery, like you can. Uh, I mean, you can't really do a dovetail with uh, with a CNC, but you can do like finger joints and mm-hmm. like box joints, whatever you call them. Um, you can make a lot. You can flatten a slab. I mean, you could make signs for people. Yeah, I, I'd be uh, all around big old CNC. Okay. All right. What is that, is that you, what you're picturing, Ross? Is that what you're picturing? It is. Yeah. Okay. I, I kind of figured you would say CNC. Uh, yeah. In all honesty. I almost said like a chisel, but uh, yeah, honestly, CNC. If I was going to be just one tool or I only had one tool to work with moving forward, it would probably be a number four jack plane from Veritas. Because all right. Because you could actually you can use it as a chisel, you can use it as a plane, you can straighten things, flatten things, you can actually cut joinery if you were to take the blade out of it. You can use the side as a reference for how square things are. It wouldn't be the sure. most efficient tool, but you could do more things with that. I mean, other than probably a table saw is the one that's most versatile besides or a router, one of the two. But yeah. if well, I, had I to guess pick, a table saw, if you put a, uh, like a, what we call it, the bed on it, a sled, like, sled, sled there. Thank you. Yeah. With a sled and like a good clamp set, you can do just about anything with table saw too. Yeah. Yeah. So it would either be the, the, uh, the jack plane, or a table saw. So a, a number four, is that like eight inches long or is that longer? Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, about eight inches long. But it's the one okay. that it's it's short enough that you can do some detail work with it. It's long enough that you can do a lot of like um, flattening and, and truly flatten things out and get them totally dialed in. But you can also use it as a bench plane if you need to. You can pretty much do everything you can use it as a scrub plane to just get like hog off some material yeah so how about you jess i don't know man uh it's between two things so a table saw was going to be my first answer but lately i've been like you know deep diving as i always do with everything that's new and like with the laser and like watching all these videos and some guys that's all they do i mean that is all they do is laser stuff And it seems like so much fun. They don't have anything else to worry about. It's just that laser or they'll have like two or three lasers for different things. Right. But, um, and they make all this night cute. They have sharks for their lasers. This is true. (laughs) This is true. They, they have sharks, but I, 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 uh, I would still probably go with, with a table saw. You can just about make a jig for a table saw to do anything. Correct. Um, I could see a table saw. Yeah. There's a lot of, you know, it's very calculated. It's a, workhorse man mm-hmm. yeah 
Angles. Okay. Yep. All right. Next question. <laughs> I've got 30 of these. I don't know if we're going to do all 30, but um, let's go with what's the weirdest object you've ever made out of wood? Hmm. I guess we I should go say PG 13 or not, or what? <laughs> I mean, that's the goal, unless there's a story behind <laughs> yeah, something it's else. It's worth it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, never, made is, a, never made a dildo. <laughs> <laughs> There's a guy in St. Pete here that does. He makes like really nice ones. He's got a website. Oh. Anyway, I would say uh, the weirdest. I'll go first if you need some go time. Ahead. Go for it. I, ha- I have made a, a, a cock tutorial board. Um, yeah, like you know, like a big charcuterie board that looks like a wiener, right? And um, yep. I actually I made it for Crystal's bachelorette party. And uh, and like real real subtle, we laid like so. I, I did like a curved shaft of this, um, of course. And uh, right, 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 yeah. And like on uh, the edge of the shaft, very subtle and like cursive. I lasered in uh, same penis forever. <laughs> and um, she requested it be made of cherry for accuracy uh, of um, like tone. And oh yeah, huh. it turned out very well. Which um. We used to have it on display in our house, but we got a lot of weird looks. And, you know, we always wondered why we were getting approached by swingers and things because we don't do that. But uh, did but you yeah. have it as like your welcome mat? Like where where was where was <laughs> it? Running running it's uh, it was just like sitting um, by we have like a big fireplace. that's kind of like the centerpiece of the home, okay. a big brick. And uh, it was just resting on that. But we got a little more hidden nowadays. But Good okay, Lord. yeah. How about you, Jess? Um, the weirdest thing I ever made out of wood. I don't know, man. I don't know. I got to think about it some more. I, I I didn't prepare for this. I I I made like a lot of really weird furniture for like a lot of weird purposes um but nothing like fun like that nothing fun like that uh i did when i built a bed for my brother and sister-in-law just for fun i put in uh tie downs into the posts because why not right um yeah there was that but uh in all honesty i haven't made a whole lot of weird stuff i did make it was the piece that I thought was the ugliest one I've ever made. There was a lady who came to me and she was obsessed with like Victorian era um, makeup kind of counters. So she wanted like an in-home makeup counter that from the top looked like a lima bean and the front of it was like, had like curtains and then you'd open it up and it was supposed to be like this area you could sit in and do your makeup and, she was like, it's going to be the biggest thing, and I'm going to hire you to build all these, and you're going to absolutely love it. And I hated it. It was the ugliest piece <laughs> that I ever made. Did and she love she, it? She Benera. did. But the, the, the worst part about it was um, initially I had made everything to the design that she wanted to uh, and totally to measurement, to spec. And then she came and she brought this piece of glass that she had had made a while back. And she was like, well, this doesn't match the piece of glass that I had. And I was like, I'm sorry, you, you've you had a piece of glass this entire time. She was like, well, yeah, I figured, you know, I would just have you make it and then it would just fit. 
And I was like, good Lord. Okay. Oh, boy. I had to remake what, the entire thing. Tell you about the oh, no. Make it fit? Like, like cut it or something? Like, I mean. Nope. Nope. She just gave me the dimensions and I oh built it to what the dimensions I was given were. And then uh, it did not fit at all. So the original one actually became my daughter's first homework desk. Oh, and I nice. had to make a brand new one. Uh, I would have fought that one. Uh, yeah. I, I, I guess the weirdest thing I ever made out of wood was I made some barn doors one time that were um, pretty tall. They were like nine feet tall and they had, it was the most modern thing I ever did. And there was wood, it was all white and there was wood going every kind of, the pattern was like psychedelic and it hmm. took them two weeks to paint it because Ooh. it was just so intricate and so difficult and they kept painting and there was just, and these people were real particular. And then we wound up getting it to their house and it was a little bit too big and I had to cut it in their house and it was like a big hot mess, but that's about it. I'm not very interesting with that. Hmm. Maybe one day. Well, well, Jess, you do have one thing pretty funny on your, uh, what is it taped to your laser stand now? It's not a wood project, but um, it's with uh, the guy who works with you. And uh, it's a, Fingers, yeah, it's a photoshopped picture of fingers, like his head on, oh. like a ninety percent naked, very strong black man. It's like a and no, it's a no, it's a tan muscle guy. Yeah, tan so muscle guy. Okay, it, it okay. Tur- turns out that so at one point Dave told us that he uh, worked at some place and like he got suckered into like doing like a strip tease to some girl or whatever is like a joke. <laughs> and, and so we were like, Oh my God. And so we like laughed about it. And then Ashley went and made that picture up and put his head on that dude's body. And we've been taping it around the shop, moving it around a bunch. I anyway, was, uh, I got second place in a hot body contest once. Really? Did you really? Yeah. I actually, I showed up, I was on tour with my band and I had a similar build to how I do now. Um, and a, <laughs> the promoter, of the the venue we were playing at the following night ran a, a nightclub um on the the other nights of the week that weren't like shows and there was a hot body contest going on so they called all these guys up and these women are are cheering and this and that and i'm like hell with it let's do it and i went up there with my chris farley looking body and it literally <laughs> was like the chris farley patrick swayze chippendales routine oh. and uh, these these ladies <laughs> oh were like my oh my god, god. This guy has the balls to get up here. Confidence. And yeah. And I got second place. And this guy who literally oh, was yeah. cut and looked like a Greek god, he won, which he should have. But uh, I thought it was pretty good just randomly Dude. walking up there and getting it. I don't, I don't know why that trophy is not hanging right behind you, man. That's a, that's a huge deal. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. real. For real. Dude. Uh, I tell you what, the dad bods in, you know. Yeah. Nothing, nothing breathes like, I don't know. I mean, think about it. Do you want to cuddle with a, a chiseled like Greek God or do you want to cuddle with a big bear? You know, this is true. Dad like, I'd rather take the bear every day. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go on to the next question. Uh, okay. What's the most ridiculous fact you know about wood? Hmm. I know there's a wood thinker. called Mahuhu. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I missed the Mahuhu callbacks, dude. Those were fun. Those were fun. 
Well, we had that. Mahuhu. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, in all honesty, uh, the knowledge that the the dovetail joint traces back to ancient Egypt. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's true. And one of the more uh, random facts I know that's not wood related is that polar bears scream while they poop. Oh, really? <laughs> mm-hmm. I think you told us hey, that before. Yeah. You know what? So do I right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is true. Your new no, nickname is Polar Bear. Oh, there you yeah. go. Oh, they, no, my new nickname has been Butt Tubes, actually. Oh, Crystal God. started that back Are those uh, out? Uh, no, not yet. Still got them in. But um, I'm healing well, honestly. But uh, we were showing up for her family yeah. Christmas, and they're a rowdy bunch, right? I love them all. And uh, they started calling me Butt Tubes. And uh, at first, I fought it real hard, and I was like, you know what? Let's lean in. And so, yeah, yeah, we, um, we've been, I've been butt tubes for everything that uh, y'all ever played Jackbox. No, it's a, it's a game with, you play through your TV. It's an awesome, this should be my nugget really for Christmas time, especially when you got like a a group of like maybe like eight or more people, right? Uh, like four to eight people. And, um, it's, uh, you play it through your TV and everyone logs in through their phone. Right. Okay. And and you like give like funny answers or there's like all different games, but there's some where it's like uh, a lie, right? Like it'll have like a ridiculous fact. And it's like, this happened in this town in the 1960s. Um, and then everyone writes like really ridiculous answers. And then the actual answer is really ridiculous and everyone votes on it. It's whatever. like Balderdash. Yeah. Yeah. And there's all sorts of games like that, but it's really fun. It's called Jackbox. And okay. uh, yeah, if you're ever looking for something, something to do with family, it's real easy and uh hilarious sometimes okay but um but yeah so my nickname on that was always butt tubes so nice i've leaned in so what are the what are the random facts you boys know about some wood my my most ridiculous fact is that uh the what's that city in italy that's on cyprus is it cyprus pilings venice venice and it has it's still the same pilings like they're still underwater ever since however many hundreds of years ago and they haven't rotted. Yeah. I think that's yeah. pretty interesting. Well, it's because when they're fully submerged, they have no issues. And when they are out of the water consistently, right. they have no issues. It's the wa- the area in between that gets the dry uh, and soak and that's where issues come in. Yeah. Same I thing on boats. Yeah. I guess the most outrageous fact whatever, just that there is a wood called Mahuhu. Yeah, um, that's fun. That and then uh, also I learned actually this last week, uh, like hopping on people's lives and things, um, was uh, that Paducah is only twenty percent poisonous, and oh. supposedly, um, according to TJ, um, he's a uh, him and uh, Little Bug do the sawdust talk often. Yep, uh, or they're the most two common hosts since I've started listening and. Um, yeah, he was saying that it's like only 20% poisonous, which I use that in a lot of charcuterie boards. I actually made one brisket board that was about 80% paduke. And hmm. I don't know what it means by 20% poisonous. Like, only, like, kill you 20%? 20% like, only... of the paduke trees are poisonous, maybe? Oh, well, I hope that's not the case. Because if I got a hold of just one of those trees, that'd be ugly. But, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, okay. I... What's the next All question? Right. Next question. Um, if you could have any superpower, but it would be wood related, 
what would it be? I would straighten wood out. I would just be able to touch wood and straighten it out. <laughs> There's no other power. Like, that's all I want, man. Absolutely. Like, like, yeah, you pick up an old board and want to do something with it. And like, I got to go paint it now and do all this stuff to it. But no, be able to touch it and straighten it out. Oh, oh. okay. What about you, Ross? Uh, I think in all honesty, I would be able to cut perfect joinery first time, mm. every time, oh, yeah. like no matter what the joint was, no matter how intricate it was first time, nail it. Don't no even need to put a pencil to it, Dan. Just start, perfect. Start chopping. Yeah, dude. Yep. Yeah. How about you? I, Jess? I want to be able to like have Midas's touch, but with wood. So, like, if it was, like, a table and it was, like, crappy particle board, I could just, like, touch it and it would be made out of Paduke if I wanted it to be. Or it oh. could be made out of uh Your wife's walnut. boobs would be walnut. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's right. She'd be she like, come on. like wood, Nothing like a set of wood titties. All right. Here's the next one. Um... Run those things up to 3,000 grit for sure, man. <laughs> What's uh, Real smooth. stupid? Have you ever talked to a piece of wood and what did you say? Uh, yes. I've cursed at a lot of wood. <laughs> I'll yes. say that. Yes, yes. Uh, F you, mother effer. Uh, why are you this way? That's probably something along those yeah, lines. For mine, it's kind of like a come on, biatch. Like well, a lot of that kind of stuff. Give to give. Mine's more. Mine's usually more like a "Come on, be good to daddy. Come on, you can do it. You can do. Yeah, that's it. And then it gets all good. You're like, oh, you're a bad girl, aren't you? That's usually (laughs) what I'll do. People used to get weird about it in the other shop. Yeah. What a question. I love that one, man. Man, you got to sweet talk it. Don't do this to me. Yeah. Yeah. I crystal will be, uh, I don't know. So my garage is technically detached, but she can still hear me a lot of times. Like when she's in like her office, like there's like maybe two walls, like between the outside between us. And, uh, she'll hear me in there just like, like a loud, angry cuss storm. And like, sometimes she'll even text me to follow up be like, Hey, are you okay? Do you have all your fingers and digits? I'm like, yeah, I just messed up something. Something didn't go (laughs) right. Okay, uh, what is the funniest thing that's ever happened to you in a workshop? I'm going to go first. All right. Uh, I <laughs> my pants. It wasn't funny <laughs> then, but it's funny now. Mm. Never trust a fart. All right. Yeah. What yeah. about you, Colton? Colton, I'm not ready. Uh, it was funniest a hot thing that's ever happened <laughs> Miserable. No, which, no, I... I <laughs> I've done the doo-doo thing time, well, more recently with all my issues. But god. that's more of like with it after a big sneeze. But Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. So so while you're thinking about that, I got one. Uh, and right. similar to Jess, it wasn't funny at all at the time. But no. I look back now and I laugh. I was trying to make a butcher block cutting board. But I was unaware that you were supposed to glue, because this is early in my woodworking career, I was still operating out of the 12 by 12 room and I was unaware that you had to glue together the lengths of all the, the, uh, the pieces and then cross cut them later. 
So I was trying to cross cut two inch by two inch squares of solid oh, white oak. Oh, oh my god! And I had an old craftsman table saw that had no riving knife. And I not only had um, kickback once, yeah. I had yeah. it like eight times while I'm trying to do this. And my ventilator, I broke both of the uh, the filters. That like they, <laughs> I I had these square blocks flying at me at hundreds of miles an hour, and I broke both of the ventilator uh, parts. I broke two windows. Um, I put a dent <laughs> wow. in the wall. Yeah, dude, uh, I was terrified of my table saw after that yeah, for a while. Yeah, I would have been too. Um, but you I learned an awful lot. I bet you. So, did. what point did you realize that you did it wrong? The fifth time that I I got shot in the face. No, and, no, and in like the stomach. like that's not, like you glue long strips and then cut it up. When did you figure that out? Oh, after the fifth time that I got hit, I was like, I got to look up. There's got to oh. be a better way to do this. Yeah. So I looked yeah. it up and I was like, Oh, that's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds much safer than what I'm doing. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, I guess the funniest stuff. It's not like one story, but I. I've had it just kind of happens randomly every time it happens, but like maybe three times I've we've done like CNC parties, right? And um, like the very first time I had fully built out my first CNC, the little X car thousand millimeter, and um, then another time when we just happen to have like people at the house and we start like a few if a few people are interested in doing some woodwork, you know, we'll, we'll go in there and just run the CNC and do some funny stuff. But I always, the first cut we always do whenever we are doing a CNC party is uh, a penis with someone's name on it. Right. Just nice. like the, uh, like just like the, the very cartoonish, like large yeah. balls, uh, outline looks like a rocket ship. Um, looks like, yeah, Jeff Bezos going into space kind of, uh, this day it will t- car- carve someone's name on it. Nice. I do have one one other fun story. Uh, so I I technically my shop I split the rent for my shop with my dad and he runs his insurance business out of the front and I run the shop in the back and um, he gets in between four and five in the morning because he tackles stuff early he gets up early and he is also a concealed carry member and there have been two separate times in the five years that we have been together in the shop that he's been there super early. And the PVC on my dust collection system has come apart and like a huge section like falls and he comes into the back and he's like, somebody's here. I know it. And he like, he's, he's doing like ninja rolls on the ground (laughs) and he's ducking. He ducks underneath the pipes that have fallen, the PVC pieces. He's like, all right, you MFR, I got you. I got you corner. There's only one place you can be. And he's gone under this pipe like four times. And then he realizes it and he's like, God, and, but it's, it's happened like two or three times. And he's like, every time I'm doing ninja rolls out there, I'm tucking and rolling through the shop. He's like, I'm covered in sawdust and dirt because I'm rolling around on the ground and it's this damn dust collection. And I should have learned the first two times that it's the, the pole for the dust collection. And since I, I've, I've screwed them in so they don't fall anymore, but just the vibration of using it a ton uh, every now and then with just movement, they'll, they'll fall over the night. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Ross, you owe it to the world to set up some like motion reactive 
camera uh, like r- ring cameras yes, please. There. yeah they catch some of this oh man we had, yeah. we had a pretty funny burl uh my dad caught on camera uh what was it they thought we had um that the old house they thought either someone or like a coyote or something was in the backyard and uh they have chickens and stuff so it's burl and like these like way like the elastics all worn out uh boxer briefs like like walking out there with like a uh, his AR and um just like trying to stealthily sneak up on this unreal villain and uh we got it on camera it's pretty hilarious nice okay awesome so next question uh what's the most unusual use of wood you've ever seen i'll Ooh. go first if you okay. want okay yeah, uh, I have seen people make entire cars out of wood. Everything oh, is yeah. solid, yeah. stinking wood. I mean, even like I don't even know about the engine part, but like there's some guys that make all their tools and gears and everything out of wood. They'll make everything yeah. out of wood. It's it's quite impressive. Completely change huh. from metal to to wood. Yeah, but the car thing is hmm. is unbelievable. Okay. Yeah. You know, I think these I've seen some like, like questions, uh, right? it, Yeah. These are. These are. Man. I, I wish I had some more time to work on it. But I, I, I have seen some pictures of like cars thrown together. Or like uh, people will like uh, rebuild like the roof on their car. like <laughs> Or like a side panel. Like It's never mm-hmm. well done. It's always like no. two by fours and like duct tape. Wood. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> Motorcycle. Oh. I saw a motorcycle once made out of wood. Yeah, really? I've seen those. I've seen go karts, um, wooden airplanes. Yes, I mean, I've seen some some odd things like that. So, well, airplanes. There's still some airplanes that are flying that are have a, a lot of wood parts on them. Like uh, maybe yeah, they're they're, like, they're almost like made like, out of like balsa, and it's just canvas stretched s- over them. S- yeah, Sitka spruce is usually what they use for airplanes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, it's a uh, real straight grain and strong, but super light. Yep. Yeah. What's the next one? All right. Next question is a little more on the fun side. So if you have one, you don't have the other ever. Okay. So that's how you got to think about it. Would you rather have splinters or always have sawdust in your eyes? Hmm. So Splinter, either you're, splinters. You're never get a, you never get another splinter. But you get sawdust in your eyes all the time, or you never get sawdust in your eyes ever again. But you get splinters. I do there are splinters because sawdust in my eyes is like just debilitating. Like I mean, we rely on our eyes quite a bit. Yeah, I I'd really get splinters. Yeah, I as much as I hate getting splinters because it happens all the time. I yes. actually wear eye protection probably more than most people do, which. I'm not bragging about that, but I wear eye protection quite a bit. And uh, I would say it's it's one of the things that doesn't happen to me much. But when I get sawdust in my eye, it sucks. Oh yeah. Side note, what kind of eye protection do you use? Just the cheapies or you got some nice ones? So I've tried pretty much everything under the sun. I even got a pair from Festool when they came to my shop. And oh. those were almost too aggressive. They were like the old school wraparound Oakleys, like a black frame. And they have like, like, like the cushion, like around it too. Yeah. Like, and it yeah. Was, like I got real hot in those and like I fogged them up real fast. Uh, yeah. I have found the Harbor Freight 
$1 or like $2 clear all the way around kind of wraparound uh, ones are, are the best. Because when I get them scratched, because inevitably you, you do, yes. you toss them. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I, I wear those and they always are like, they get dust all over them that I can't see. And then, the, you know, the, where they touch, you get sweat. And then the yeah. dust sticks to the sweat part. They're just yep. so annoying to me. I feel like somebody's trying to smother me so all the time. So I will say, uh, there, if you go to Lowe's, they actually have a pretty decent selection of uh, eye protection. And there are some from 3M that are actually really good. Yeah. Uh, but I, the 3M ones I find are 15 to 18 bucks, and they're great. But I end up breaking my glasses probably once a month. So oh. cost-effective. Because I, I put them into one of the like hammer loops on, on my shop apron. And yeah. as I'm walking around, they get caught on something and like gotcha. pull out of alignment. So it's just easier to get the you're dollar just, ones. You're not being barraged in the face the whole yeah. time. Well, Correct. good on you for keeping them on you at all times. Because, uh, yeah, sometimes that'll keep me from using them when I should because I got to walk across the shop to grab them. But yeah. so, so I, 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 I use two different kinds. Like, um, like, so I have a set of the real intense, like they got foam behind the lens, right? Like yeah. you get punched in the eye and it, you'd probably be all right or a lot better off than other ones. And I got a bunch of ones I had for sales was just technically glass, but those all fog up. I ended up yep. going on Amazon and getting a set. Um, they look like, like retro glasses, like the real big yeah. glasses, like mm-hmm. the kind of glasses, like, yeah. Like, uh, some well, of the like pictures of my dad behind me have. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then they have like a little like hard plastic guard on the side. Mm-hmm. Which, if you're doing an extremely dusty thing, like they're not great about keeping dust from coming up under or above your eye, but yeah. they they don't fog up if you're just worried about straight like to your eye contact. And um, huh. I've liked those a lot, and they look goofy for like when you're doing like a video or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I took a woodworking class one time, and she said, "Listen, safety glasses. Like, there's always something that's gonna be getting in your eye. So she's like, go on like." Amazon or whatever, buy a whole case of them. And she's like, just scatter them through the shop just because yep. they're like, mm, you know, a big pack yeah. of them, they're like 50 cents a piece when you buy in bulk and just have them everywhere. And so that's what we do. And I, I, I try to wear them, but anyway. Okay. So next question, if you were a piece of furniture, what kind or piece of furniture would you be? Hmm. I would actually be one of those like obscenely intricate uh, hand tool storage cabinets that are like the, is it the, not the Maloof ones, but um, there's ones that that are all like hand cut joinery and you can hold like 600 hand tools in one cabinet. And there's like little intricate boxes inside of other storage boxes right. and everything has a place. That's what I would be. That's awesome. That's not what I thought you were going to say. That's really good. I would just be like, I'd be a bench. I just would be something that everybody gets to use. That's like utilitarian multi-purpose, like a good old fashioned solid wood bench in okay. like a prison. Did you think I was what? just going to say some like, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> yeah, well, sorry, Ross, hold on. We can, we can well, unpack that out of prison. Uh, you know, like, yeah. A male or female prison? Or does it matter? Take your pick. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I've never been in a female prison. 
Interesting. Hmm. Man, I, I guess I, I'd like to be. This is probably stretching your the rules of the question a little bit, but it'd be cool to be a French cleat wall, you know, like to be the actual like French cleats on that wall. And because for one, it encourages like, I guess, creativity as far as like what jigs you make for it. But it can always change, man. It, it's not locked in to one shape. And as far as the jigs hanging off of it, or not jigs, but holders hanging off of it. And uh, okay. I like the French cleat wall. And it's in the shop, so there you, go. there you go. All right, what is your most irrational fear in the workshop? Oh, hundred percent uh, that I am going to get maimed by some tool, and I'm going to be the only person in the shop, and I'm going to bleed out before anybody finds me. Mm. Mine, I don't know if that's irrational. It, it's quite possible, but my most irrational fear mm-hmm. is that there's uh, termites. Like I'm ah. always worried about getting, cause I've had it happen and you know, it never spread to everything, but we've gotten reclaimed wood and stuff and there was termites in it. As a matter of hmm. fact, I just built a vanity for a girl and she's like, what do you think about my kitchen cabinets? And they looked okay. I mean, they were kind of used and you can tell like maybe there was two different dye lots where they got some of the base cabinets cause the whites weren't exactly, they looked the same, but the whites were a little different. But anyway, she wanted to replace it because she's like, look at this. And she opens the door. And these are new cabinets. She opens the door. And, you know, the uh, the holes, the peg holes inside yeah. of cabinets, there was dust coming out of it. And I oh, said, no. I said, is that termites? And she goes, no, it's powder post beetles. And they can't get rid of them without taking the entire cabinet down and putting it like in a little thing. And then like fumigating that because they could be, they're so deep fumigating mm-hmm. the whole house wouldn't work. And she's like, so we just have to tear them all out and replace them. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, new cabinets. Because what happens is mm. they bring wood in. That's not killing dried. If it's a big factory. Right. And mm-hmm. then those powder bows beetles are in there and then they jump from one thing to the next. And yeah. Oh man. Dude, my, my biggest irrational fear in the shop is every time I put a respirator on, I, uh, if I have the, there's a black the, widow in it. Yes. There's a spider in it. And I, 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 <laughs> I checked check the, heck, I check the heck of it every time I check it. Cause I mean, it seems like the great, a great place for a spider or a wasp or some sort of bug to want to hang out. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause you, you've had your, your mouth breath on it and like, uh, your spit and everything. And it, uh, yeah, I, uh, I check it every single time for spiders <laughs> when I put a respirator on. That's so. fun. Have you ever found any anything? Never. Never found anything. I haven't either. Sure enough. I you check, check every time. So sure enough, the one time you don't. Yep. Okay. Exactly, man. Exactly. Awesome. Let's do one more, Jess. One more. One more. Okay. Well, yeah, because we got other things to jump out too. What right. song would you pick to play every time you entered your workshop? Ha <laughs> um, There is a song by a band called Four Years Strong. And the song is called Wasting Time. And it is an epic, like, get you pumped up, chugga chugga kind of song. And um, it's got, like, uh, like group sing-along kind of parts to it. And it's one of those that pumps you up. But you're in the shop and you're like, yeah, I'm totally wasting time from what I should be doing outside in the real world. So, so mine... Oh, 
every time I would walk in a shop and you guys know how I am about like always feeling stressed, like I'm not getting enough done. That song by Diamond Rio, I'm in a hurry to get things done. I rush and rush. I'm in a hurry to get things done. I don't know why. Yeah, that's all I really got to do is live and die, but I'm in a hurry and I don't know why. It's just like, it's that, that, mentality like oh it's too much trouble to walk over there and get that tool i'm going to struggle with this one for 20 minutes instead of just going to get the right thing yep. so for real it, for you said this is our walk-in song right yeah. yeah i i'd like to do some sort of like 80s hard rock montage song coming in that's like like what comes to mind is a hurricane like here I am, like a hurricane. Yeah, like <laughs> this, like montage eighties hard rock. Just get you pumped yeah. up. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. All right, well Very that nice. was fun, you guys. I'm glad we got that to know each other a little bit better there. Yeah, yeah that was great. Yeah, absolutely. All uh, right. So do we want to take a quick five minutes per person, jump into what's been going on in the shop? Sure. Or do we want to jump into uh, some other stuff, some questionnaires? Whatever you want. I got a wood of the week. I've got trivia, whatever you guys want to do. And I got crap that went wrong. Ooh. So, Colton, I'm going to leave it up to you. Roll the dice. What are we doing? Wait, you say crap that went wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Is that like in your own shop? Yes. Yes. Let's do that. Let's do yeah. That. <laughs> what went wrong this week, Jess? What is that? So, uh, what didn't go wrong? So, you remember the cabinet lady? Yep. And the cabinet got all scratched. The guy that took them all apart and removed them all around in this ridiculous way, he disappeared. And now she wants me to come back and put all that trim on that he tore off. Yep. And is I told her I would. I told her I would, and I gave her a price. So she has not responded since. Okay. Um, I did a walnut top for a bar, mm-hmm. and they scratched I it all up yep. because the polyurethane's crap. Yep. I tried to fix it, uh, and it did not go well. So okay. we're now at the point where we're going to have to take it off, take it back to the shop, sand it completely down back to bare wood, and start over. I'm telling you, man. Deep, deep penetrating epoxy. Then I some know. Rubio, I talked then to him about coat. that. I talked to him about that, and I've had other people since talk to me about wanting to do a bar top in wood. And I told him I will never do anything but epoxy on a bar top ever again. Good so, call. Um, mm. I think that's just the only way. I've never had a problem until now. Um, yeah. I mean, if they would go flat like Rubio, I would go with that. Yeah. Right? That wouldn't be yeah. so bad. But especially anyway. if you put the ceramic coat on top. So. When I when we first got back in the shop, I got a call from a guy from Ion Labs to make these conference tables, right? Out of Red Oak. Okay. You remember yeah. this? Did I ever tell yep. you about it? You and did. We've gone back and forth for a year. And so finally they paid the deposit. The check came in the mail. Okay, great. Oh, this is the guy that was the, kept asking on the ETA of his table. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, very much so. And so they did send a check. And so I ordered the wood the day we received the check. And Somehow in my stupid brain, you know, you've heard the term brain fart, right? Yes. So 
the ones that are there now, they made out of three quarter, right? And he just glued up like Home Depot, Red Oak, yeah. and it warped a little bit. And I said, well, it's because it's so thin. I mean, I was like, it's so big and so thin. It's not going to, it's, it's going to do that. And then he said, yeah. well, you know, we can make it out of thicker. And I said, okay. So I looked up six quarter. Well, I, in other words, we were going to try to get it around an inch and a quarter yeah. or so when it all said and done. So I figured out how much wood I needed. I figured it out and I ordered it and he ordered way more than I thought I was going to need, but you know, they all have to be full length boards. So, you know, you lose a lot. Yeah. Somehow in my head, I got in my head that I needed eight quarter. Okay. And I ordered eight quarter instead of six quarter. And so eight quarter only comes in 12 foot at least lengths. So I ordered 250 board feet when I really calculated I need about 150. Okay. And I'm short a lot because for one, I've got three feet that I'm losing at the end. And for two, it's, you know, 25% more wood in a eight quarter board than there is in a six quarter board. Correct. So it's not the end of the world because when a board that long and you're milling it down to lose a half inch, isn't really that big a deal anyway. And then that'll wind me up at an inch and a half or so, which will what be, you should do in all honesty is resaw, um, resaw the pieces to like take off that half inch. And then you can just run it through the, um, the planer to get it to your final thickness. And then you can still reuse that, that half inch you cut off. Well, Maybe, but I don't know how comfortable I feel trying to resaw a ten foot long board or mm. nine foot long board. I just I think that's, that's why you have take... feather boards, Jess. Well, I know, but still, that's I I just rather lose the material. At the end of the day, he really wanted an inch and a half. Those were original, our original yes. plans. See, you're doing it exactly the way the customer yeah. wants. And, and we just did the walnut tops, and that was six quarter. And I was trying to yield about an inch and a quarter, and it was it was pushing it. It was really yeah. pushing it, especially some of them are 12 inches wide. So the cup is huge in it, right? Yeah. So anyway, that was a, basically it's going to cost us about an extra 400 bucks in material. Cause I'm short. Oh, I figured man. out today I'm short. So, um, that, that's kind of like my big blunder. We bought another one of those tents, Colton. Oh yeah. Yeah. And what, we set that up. I, I, at, same size. The, big, the biggest one. Yeah. Or? Yeah, the twelve by twenty. We put it right next to the other one. Hey, twelve by twenty. And, that's um, bigger than what I was getting, man. Maybe they've upped yeah. their size, or maybe they're big in no, Florida. No, they have more. They have more than one size. Well, the biggest one they had when I I was there was ten by seventeen, and that's what my paint booth is. Yeah. So, like, I I don't know. Maybe 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 it's a newer thing. I don't know that when I looked, that's the first one. I that's one of the ones I saw. So, um, and they're great. And we set it all up today. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's good. The The other jobs are, it looks like they're coming in. Uh, the guy that owns the company bought another house. So Did the first one sell. Yes, but he good. lost money on it. Oh, so, not you know, good. it was like less, it was break even. And then after you pay the realtor, they lost money, but he bought another one this time. It's very big and he got a good deal on it. And it's kind of in that same area, which is close to the shop. And he's not doing as much to this one, you know, mostly like kitchens and bathrooms, flooring, painting, yeah. trim, a little bit of trim. Um, you say so these, we're these were the like kitchen. real fancy houses over there. 
Like this uh, one isn't super fancy, but it's big. It's three thousand square feet. So, um, but he's going to hire people to do most of it, right? He actually got a permit this time, so there'll be a dumpster. Hey, like there's an the idea. St- all the good stuff, right? Well, he's a contractor right. now, so. Oh yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, so we get to do a kitchen and some vanities and stuff. That'll be fun. Cool. And uh, yeah, the website's doing okay. Everything's going pretty good, and um, things are just moving along. It was interesting listening to the beginning podcast when we were first starting to talk about like uh, what website we were going to use and what Jenka Hardness was and all that stuff. It was we've just come a long way. We yeah. have in such a short period of time. So mm-hmm. much work has been done. So much work yeah. has been uh, done by me, by you, by my Michael. wife. That, yeah, it, I've learned so much. I've improved myself. So a lot. I'm going to tell you, yeah. I'm going to tell you one, one thing. So I was listening to one of the beginning podcasts and Colton said, this is an, I quote, no, how many boards it? do you have? And you were like 29 sets. And he goes, I've got an aggressive plan to get it done in two and a half weeks. That's what he said. No, that was, that's, that's, that was that's nine months how, ago. Like, that's, a, that's a quote. Yeah, that, That's how delusional. That is, that is uh, how hopelessly yeah. optimistic I am sometimes. And I rewound it and I listened to it again. And I said, Ashley, did he really say that? And I was like, bless his heart. Like, yeah, bless I mean, my heart. And, That's, and it's just, it's uh, just like you and the cutting board and the little squares, right? You don't know what you don't know. Like I, yeah. there's so many oh, things. God. I was talking about my whole thing with Walnut and I didn't know, did I order the wrong Walnut? Like I have, you learn by your mistakes, right? And yep. there's nothing wrong with that. Make a mistake as long as you admit, you know, this is where I screwed up. I just didn't understand. And you learn from that. And you never make that mistake again. Yeah, I'll correct. never make that eight quarter, six quarter mistake. Yeah, but, I'm asking um, God to give me some lessons. I don't have to learn the hard way, though. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm asking for it. We'll see. We'll see if I get it. But oh, I, I was going to yeah. tell you, I did order a resaw blade oh, for nice. my nice. saw from sawblades.com. Guess how much it costs for a resaw for- blade. For so a bandsaw or table yeah, saw? No, for the bandsaw. For the bandsaw, so it's how many hundred and it's hundred and eighty inches. I don't know. It's fifteen feet long. I'm gonna say you're paying a dollar a foot. I, I was thinking about one eighty. That was the first number that came to mind, but maybe one thirty. I'll do one thirty. It'd be different. No, it, it was. It's hundred and eighty inches. It is. It was twenty eight bucks. What? Sawblades.com. What? And so they send it to me. You know, we talked about this on another episode, and I told we you did. guys they were cheap. Hey, you, you may want to order some other stuff. Make sure you wear your safety glasses when you're doing that. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I got snaps, it. Yeah. So, this is, so this is what happened. So I also ordered like uh, the resaw blade was an inch and a quarter wide. Okay. And as That's hard a as blade. a rock. Yeah. And it's terrifying. Actually, put yeah. a hole in my knee with it when I was trying to fold it back up because they mismeasured it and made it like three or four inches too long because mm. all the other ones fit. It wasn't my fault. So, um, of course, I, they did. I did buy like a three quarter inch blade and a couple like half inches or whatever, um, and was able to resaw a few small things for the laser for that, which is why I bought it. But I don't know. You're kind of making me think about resawing that. But that. But then, what happens if I resaw it and then it's too thin now? Well, I'd still have that, to join it some and then yeah, resaw but, it. But l- look at it this way. Even if you if you have to take off a half inch, resaw three-eighths of an inch off of it, okay? And then from there, you only have to plane off 
an eighth of an inch to get it down to perfect length versus or perfect uh, thickness. thickness. Because if you do it the other way, you put that much more wear and tear on your planer and your drum sander and everything else. I, I do agree. And then you could use those same things, those three eighth inch pieces. You can actually make some really intricate design uh, for the legs and use those as veneers. And then you have no end grain. I, I just like on. the thought of having that extra. I mean, we're going to have all those three feet piece, three foot pieces left over anyway. Um, well, the other thing too, that I did think about is like that planer though, like you can plane a quarter inch off and it's nothing to that planer at a time. Like it's like zip. Engine, I know, but, but it creates a still, lot of mess and it's yes. going to fill up the dust collector and I have to empty mm-hmm. the cluster three or four times in the middle of the project, which is a pain in the butt because I have to take it all the way out back. So I don't know. I'm going to think about that because I like the thought of having those thin pieces that are rough sawn on one side. Yeah. Because you sand those and do cool stuff with them. Yep. Hey, that raises. I, don't a- know, I guess we could try it with one and see how hard it is. Right. So, yeah. Can't hurt. Right. So that that, ra- that raises a question for me. So right now, um, all of my dust collection, whether it's on the CNC or the uh, from my main dust collector, it all runs through uh, cyclones, right? Which cyclones are yep. the best way to uh, whatever separate the chips. Yeah, collect dust. You get the bulk of your stuff not running through your machine, right? And yep, I both of mine like so the one that's on my main dust collector is a little small, right? Like it, they're both running from five gallon buckets, right? And so I uh, empty them regularly, right? And so in the shop I threw together with some plywood, uh, a perfect trash can to fit under the backside of one of my workbenches. And like, so it, it's a real quick thing. It's like 30 seconds. Like I take the, the five gallon bucket, pour it, put it back. And I'm kind of thinking that that is more effective rather than if I had like a 50 gallon barrel there. And whenever I do have to empty it, it's a big ordeal, right? Like I, I, I've been debating because I do have to empty it a lot. You know, like sometimes several times in the same day, if I'm doing a lot of like planing or like a lot of really deep cuts on the CNC, but like maybe like the smaller empty, like doing a little bit at a time is better than doing a big thing. Not as often. I don't know. Well, what those, do two, those two and three horsepower ones, like I think Ross might've had one, like the ones you get. I have a, free. Yeah. Yep. That bag on the bottom is a pain in the butt to change by yourself. Yeah. And so if you're so, doing a lot, the, if the bucket works, then don't change it. If you're not having to empty it out every five minutes, just don't, I wouldn't change it. So I'm going to circle back to this because my nugget revolves around this. Okay. Okay. But I got some advice for you guys. All right. So I had a life changing moment this week. Save, oh. save, save it for the end. Yeah. All right. I'll make a note. You better not forget, buddy. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I won't. I made a note of it myself. All right, all right, good, good, good. Oh, good. and last, last, my last little thing that's going on. We finally met with. We're donating a table to a family uh, that is receiving a house from Habitat for Humanity, and we're going to make them. We're going to make them a custom table. And in my head, I'm thinking farm table. This girl comes in and she loves Scandinavian furniture, which is exactly what you know, I love. You have a ton of, yeah. Uh, so she wanted walnut and I, I can't really get the walnut, but we're going to do it at, I have plenty of maple. So she wants like an oval top with slender legs and we're going to Would she like to possibly buy some matching nightstands and coffee tables? <laughs> I don't think they have a lot of money. So she's on you disability. You can sell them to her at cost. <clears throat> yeah, you know what? 
Well, we're giving we're giving a set to a gala for hospice um, yeah. here uh, to sell for money, and we're just okay. donating it. So yeah. that's one way to get rid of stuff. But yeah, she wants a really pretty oval table. I'm excited to make it. I've already awesome. figured out where to to do it. I'm just going to stain it. So anyway, sure. Uh, so my one big thing that went wrong this week, uh, the Elm slab table that I'm making for the customer, uh, I ordered the base from Poland and he wanted a rectangular base, but in, it was the finish of it was like this other style that this company made. And I went back and forth with them for like a week and a half about, can you do this one in this style with that finish? And they were like, not a problem. Just make sure you put in this information into the the buy. And it was like 700 bucks for the base. So I put in the money and it arrived this week, which is like two weeks ahead of schedule. And they made the wrong base. And so uh, the finish of it is exactly what the customer wanted. But they made an X style base instead of a rectangular base. And the customer, I sent pictures and I was like, we have two options, either one. You take it and you go, hey, this is cool. Or you don't take it and we send it back and have them make the one you want. He was like, I got to have people sitting on the ends and they won't be able to do it when these X's are there. So we got to send it back. And I'm like, all right. So I have to deal with this company in Poland again over the holidays. No. And we'll see where things net out. Oh, it stinks, man. man. Yeah. So that was fault. the. No, it's not, not. No, it's not my fault. It's something that they did, but now I have to go through international shipping and all kinds oh, of Lord. stuff. They probably just tell you to keep so, it. They uh, may, and in, in which case, I will put it to use on a separate table because I happen to have some that could work for that. You know but, what? I like that. Um, Silver lining, baby, right yeah. there. Silver lining. Yeah. Yeah, I'll use somewhere else. Yeah. Perfect. That Softlight right. company. They told me to keep it. They're like, it's too expensive to ship it back. <laughs> it costs more than a blade. Yeah. Just keep it. Yeah. I'm going to do with it. But uh, outside of that, um, I have been powering forward on um, on this uh, built-in seating area. And the one thing I forgot, and I shouldn't have forgotten it, the one thing I forgot about when I do builds of, like, built-ins, I put so much detail into the little things because those little things are what make it look that much more professional. Yeah. I spent two days dialing in my dovetail jig uh, because initially I was going to do box joints. And since I created my box joint jig for my table saw, I've actually had to get a new dado stack because my old one had an issue with the break on the saw stop and it shattered it. So the, the new dado stack that I have is a 32nd of an inch wider than my mm. last one. And it doesn't sound like a lot, but when you compound that across the entire uh, box joint yeah. of the side of the thing, it's enough movement on both sides of the joint to have like not a solid connection. You'd have to make a new jig. So I have to make a new jig. And I was like, well, if I have to take the time to make a new jig, I may as well take the time to try and figure out this damn Harbor Freight. Um, so is that the Harbor Freight one jig. you had or the Porter Cable? Okay, yes. It's the Harbor Freight. So I will give a piece of nugget advice here and I'll save the other one for the end. But, um, the Harbor freight dovetail jig, the manual that comes with it is absolutely awful. 
like <laughs> does not describe anything it is off tolerance wise by quite a bit figure, figure it out buddy grizzly like, yeah well you did figure uh, it out because they're perfect i did figure I it out yeah um grizzly actually sells the exact same one uh, under a different name yeah. and it's called like the woodwork international dovetail jig okay it is the exact same thing and their manual is so much better. Um, so I actually was able to save. You can just go online and download their manual. Yeah. And within 20 minutes of me getting that manual and spending the time to dial in where I needed to, I had everything locked in and I just pounded out the dovetails from there. So question, is it the kind like like the Porter cable with the collar and yes. then like the dovetail yep. bit and it rides yep. on the collar? Yes. But the difference is... Um, the instruct sorry the instructions on the harbor freight version were off where it, it would tell you like you need to have a half inch collar on your your router turns out it actually needs to be seven sixteenths uh, they told you you had to do nine sixteenths for your distance um for the the depth of the cut uh it turns out you needed to be eleven sixteenths like those little things make a huge, a huge difference. That's huge, yeah. Um, so it's being able to figure it out correctly with the the correct instructions saved me days worth of work, and I'm now not They're afraid so of that machine. Oh, it's so Dude. perfect. Yeah, they look. I and mean, it's like really, stunning. Really good. It makes you want to dovetail everything. So how I long know. does it? So how I was watching this guy make them handmade the other day, and I'm like, I could never have enough money and something to do that. But so how long after you figured it out, like, like say the second drawer, how long mm-hmm. per joint side, how, how, how tall were the drawers by the way? Uh, they, so the drawers were 10 inches tall. Oh, no, so eight how inches big, tall. How big does the jig go? A foot? Uh, so you can technically it's, it's yes, it's one foot. Um, so I had eight inch drawers, so I had it set up for a left and a right side. Yeah. So when you number them, all the joints, uh, so it's like one, two, three, and four, but then you have an A and a B side. Uh-huh. So I, I figured out that if you do all of the odd number ones, so one and three on the left side, and then two and four, the even joints on the right side, it it puts it all symmetrical so it, it glues up without being skewed. Um, gotcha. So oh. it sits perfectly level. And uh, just those little things, like some of those subtle nuances, dialed everything in. And I got to the point where once I dialed in the the process with the scrap pieces, it was taking me about a minute per joint by the time I put everything in and just pound through it with the router. And then you switch over to the next side. And as long as you keep track of every piece as to what number you're working with, it was super easy to say this is the A and the B side, and everything worked together. So I and knew it didn't which blow side was out anything. Nope. Wow. Nope. So is that the one? Like I know the Porter cable one, you can do both pieces at the same time, right? Like this one, one does stag- the same. So it locks yep. it in. Wow. Yep. I got. Yeah, I got to try it. I got to. So try the it. the Harbor Freight one, they send you out an email uh, if you're a member of their you know frequent club. flyer yeah. club or whatever. Uh, they send you out a deal that's like, you know, 20% off of anything and they're doing end of year sales now. So what would normally be like a hundred dollar jig is all of a sudden like a $50 jig or a $70 jig. And at that point it's totally worth it. If you can get the right instruction manual. Hmm. 
I gotta well, try like, it. You should probably be able to look up that manual online. And that's what I did. But like the one that comes with the the uh, the Harbor Freight piece, just take it literally, take it out of the box and throw it away. <laughs> throw it away. And then, um, and I we and download the the one from Grizzly. That's it's technically Woodworking International. So um, does it come so, with the collars, or you got to have all that? So I did buy those from uh, Harbor Freight. Oh, okay. Harbor Freight had them when I was there, okay. and but they don't fit on my Bosch router. I had to put them on my old, um, what was it? My old Porter cable router that I had. Right. Yeah, because so, well, Milescraft's got like the plate too. You can buy that. You can put the different. Yeah, and that works as well. You just need to be able to uh, to throw in what the the options are as far as the width of the collar. So I got you. Very nice. Okay. Yeah. All right. What's going on with you, Colt? Hey, oh, I, I just had a quick, uh, you know, I'm staying here with my family. Uh, my, my sister came and delivered uh, a Westerita, which we'll talk about at the end. Nice. But um, I figured while she was here. So uh, she's. Uh, Put your ear back in. Put your ear. Oh, she's got it. I can't hear you. Yeah. You can't hear me? Okay. Okay. Can you hear yeah, me now? Now, can. now you can. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. Uh, she can have your other one to listen in. Yeah. Oh, here. Try this one. See if that works. There you go. Sorry, complicated. Yeah, the yeah. No, uh, I, I texted them asking for a, a Westerita, and uh, <laughs> and uh, she uh, she came delivered. But uh, she's actually come and helped me several times. Like like didn't like a just, he has like a like a crank it out weekend in the shop, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, she's part of the that. reason why we're really into resin in our shop. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you and Crystal both y'all got into the resin, and then I had to learn it because y'all aren't there all the time. <laughs> that's basically what it comes down to okay. that's but, all helpful uh, yeah but yeah no she's also an avid listener of the podcast and so i think while she's here and oh. being that she is an avid listener she should maybe take a stab at some of this trivia that's coming up yeah I'm down. are you down i'm down <laughs> let's, let's, okay let's rip. oh man okay yeah all right uh, also have y'all ever well, wait, heard do you want to hear what colton's oh, yeah. been doing Sorry. Oh yeah, I do. <laughs> well, actually, I, I, dude. So I actually had two mess ups in the shop this week. Two. Um, okay. So the first one was like, so I had ordered uh, some a lot of black wallet. You know, I was doing a bunch of these. I call them brisket boards, but like, um, yeah. Which we ended up going all side grain glue ups. I didn't get the opportunity to do any like fun end grain stuff. The and, customers. Yeah, you said the customers. They all wanted side grain, right? Yes, they preferred it, and I think a big part of that is. Um, that crystal took really good pictures of them. Right. And they do, they look sharp as hell. Like they look great. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, inside green, like, like I was thinking, like, they're not these customers, they're not professional chefs. Like, like, cause you know, end grain is the best on your knives and everything. But mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, like whether they're using a plastic cutting board, bamboo or a nice side grain, like they're, they're going to enjoy it. And it's going to be about the same experience as long, as long as they love it, you know? And they loved yeah. it, and so we did them all side grain. But where I messed up was the 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 mill that I use. Um, they ship everything to me, right? And mm-hmm. they cut me short about three board feet, and oh, which I had ordered a little bit of extra board feet. But like, at th- like whenever I'm planning out like cutting inch and a half strips out of all this, like that's a lot, man. And yeah, yeah. And so I was short. And so on the fourth cutting board, I had a lot of creative freedom actually. And, uh, Linda, this is the one going to John, John McDonald. Yeah. And, um, 
So I, I he had a farm. Yeah, <laughs> he did, didn't he? <laughs> but um, yeah. but yeah. So we uh, did a. Uh, I used woods I've never used. So Ross, you said before that you had used mahogany, and so this is the first yeah. time I've used mahogany, and then I used some white oak as well. And um, nice. So I, I actually did a five board glue up, and it went. Uh, this is in order from like in to out, then in to out. Right. And it was like yeah. three, it was like two main stripes going up. And they also said that they didn't want Paduke. Right. So these are TCU people. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, I got some purple heart. That'd be great. Let me make that be the accent stripe. And they're like, no, they don't want a big accent stripe. And I was like, okay, fine. And so I went from walnut, like a, uh, I think it was an African mahogany, then cherry, white oak, and then maple. And then so I was able to make that white maple the big accent stripes. Right. And there's two of them. And uh, it went very well. And it, it at, like before I like had oiled it and everything, it looked weird. There's a lot of different colors of brown and like it, yeah. it was kind of gradient and like, you know, some are red, some are not. But once it was oiled up and like I did like a little laser in the bottom left corner, it uh, it, it turned out really well. I was really happy with it. Have you ever done a cutting board for TCU where you do all purple heart and then in maple you make their horned toad? Or horned frog like logo on the CNC. Yeah, do it as an inlay. Oh, uh, that would that would sell like hotcakes because I mean that's an expensive school to go to as well. They got money, so uh-huh. <laughs> that would. And then you could do oh that would you could kill. do the same thing. Strangely enough, all maple cutting board with the SMU uh, horse in Paducah. Oh, that would. I would slap. That's another expensive school. Dude, I, I, yeah. I'm surprised Chicago knows about SMU and TCU that they're in the same town, man. That's a, yeah, I'm, I'm impressed. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not like you're seeing like, yeah, SMU on like, like football or anything like that much, but they were on yesterday. Were they really? Or today. Are they doing good or no? Yesterday. I, they, I, they were in a bowl yesterday. I, I, I forget who they were playing, but I got you. It wasn't anything impressive. Well, I'm impressed. You know, they're they're because <laughs> they are like neighbors. Yeah, they're both in the DFW area, which uh, well, mm-hmm. I'm from up there in Argyle. But um, yeah, that and then oh, what was the other mess up I did? Oh, oh god. So like um, it was late one night. I was in the shop and I just pull up Instagram for a sec and I see uh, what was it? Joey Steelblade and um little bug woodworking and the wooden mustache come on which we've yeah. we've had little bug and wood mustache on on our on our podcast and i see them going live i'm like well i gotta check this out and then i hop on and then joey's like does anyone want to hop on and i'm like well is a frog's ass water tight like let's go baby Woo! and so i yeah i end up hopping on and it goes to like 1 a.m and like for like the last <laughs> half of it, I'm like, okay, I got to keep working. And so like I had my headset in and like was still kind of working on stuff that wasn't too loud while I was on this live. But um, we were also drinking while we were on this live and I left the conveyor belt for my uh, drum sander running all night. Well, like it was about five hours and um, I just okay. went inside, like I took a small nap after and, but uh, did it burn the motor? It didn't burn the motor. It torched the uh, the actual belt itself, though, because it, I I haven't oh. figured out how to. So I have the Jet twenty five fifty, right? So it's a pretty yep. wide drum sander for like a garage drum sander, right? And yep. 
the belt will always go right. I've done so much stuff to it. I think it, it I need a new belt really, but um, which is a good, this is a good excuse, but it, the belt just kept going right. And by the time I came out in the morning, about five hours later, it had like a shredded part of the belt. Right. And um, so finally have an excuse to get a new belt, but that was a pretty big mess. And um, yeah, that'll do. And I'm very thankful. It wasn't worse. Like, like what if I had slept 10 hours, like, it would have uh, yeah. could have caught fire or something or ruined the motor or something. But luckily, True story. all it did was uh, mess up the belt. So, Okay. Gotcha. We're on Jump Into It, Jess? Uh, yes. Yes. Are you guys ready for some trivia? Better get on out that knowledge because it's trivia time. Yep. All right. So this is the last trivia for the year. And so I thought it would be fun because we've been doing this a little after Workbench Con to do some trivia about the podcast. Uh, Some of it's very specific. Uh, I tried not to be too like just random about it, but some of these questions are for everyone to guess, either you, Colton, or your sister. Uh, and in that case, you have to ring in. There is no multiple choice in this trivia this week. Okay. All right. So you have to ring in. I don't care if you croak or you ribbit or you moo or or Colton's <laughs> goat, whatever you yeah. want to do. But – uh, we are playing a points game. All questions are five points if you get it correct. Ooh. And if you do not get it correct, you still have the option to get the bonus if there is a bonus in that question, which is worth 20 points. And one question has a bonus bonus worth 100 points. Are you okay. keeping track of the score or do we need to? I will try to keep track of the score. I'm not very good at it, but I'm going to try. Okay. okay. So let me put sister on here, Colton, sister, no, no, and no, the no. winner. We'll, we'll have her like just this, lead off some of mine. Don't have to worry about the winner of this week's. Now, some of these questions are for Colton because they're about Ross, and some of these questions are about Ross because they're about Colton, and then some of the questions are about me. Those are all questions, and some of them are just general questions. Those are also all questions. The winner of this week's podcast wins a beat around the bench podcast hat. Yeah. Oh, dude. Okay. You said you were burning some. That is, yeah. That's right. And yes. Okay. We're excited. Prizes, giveaways. Okay. Now, I want you guys to be careful because I know, like, like I'm going to be, like, Colton, for instance, I'm going to be talking to Ross. Don't chime in, like, until we know that he doesn't know the answer or whatever the case is. You know, like, accidentally give it away. I will, give it away, I give will it away, say give it away that now. you guys will get a lot of these right because you've already said some things in this podcast to make me know that you're going to. All right. You can chime in after the question has been read. The first question is an all question for everybody. Okay. In episode one, the beginning was brought to you by letter what? Uh, D. Oh, I, uh, you didn't chime in. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> incorrect. Wait, um, I was going to go with T. That is also incorrect. Linda, you got you to you guess? I thought it was E. Or 
That is incorrect. Oh. In episode one, the beginning, Ross said, this episode is brought to you by the letter B, as in boy. There we so, go. No points on question one. All right. Question oh, two. Man. This, goes this back. question is for this question is for Ross. Okay? okay. About Colton. In episode four, hard target, Colton, I believe, was pulling an all nighter with his wife and his sister. How convenient. Mm-hmm. Uh, working on cornhole boards. But also made a charcuterie board. Mm-hmm. What was uh the shape and design? Oh, it was the uh, he was making a a penis board. That is incorrect. It was an infinity loop. An infinity loop. Remember that spiral thing that he did with the black and the yeah. I remember that now. I wouldn't have got that right either. But all right, no bonus question on no bonus question on that one. Okay, Uh, Colton, this question is for you about Ross. Uh, in episode six, the meanest men in the West, Ross worked on an antique table, the table saga. He had trouble making the stain match after he had repaired the legs. Which wood did he use to make the legs? Red oak. That is correct, Colton. Five Boom. points. No hesitation. Very, very, you very go? Linda, did you know that? I actually did not. Oh, shame. Shame. <laughs> I remember. And then after all that, you flipped the table over and it kind of matched anyway because it was yeah. so faded or something, right? Yep. You do remember that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Very good. All right. Sure. This question is for Ross. <laughs> Ross, okay. in episode nine, Delta Force, Colton talks about making a ring box for a buddy. What type mm-hmm. of wood did he make it out of? And what did he do special with the grain? Oh. Uh, I remember the box. He actually had Oshan waves inside. Uh, I'm going to say he used mesquite and he wrapped the grain. Uh, both incorrect. He used black walnut and did a book match or inverse book match, as he said. Hmm. All right. All right. No points. Colton on the board with five. Dude, that would be cool to do one out of Hickory. I've never had some like, like, eight quarter hickory or like thick enough hickory to do one. But, um, yeah, I, I, most of them have been out of black walnut. I did do one out of purple heart though. Hmm. Really? Yeah. You got yeah the, the guy was heart? really, the guy, yeah, I, I have some, uh, some like six quarter purple heart, but, um, hmm. the guy was really into Gengar, which, uh, Linda's actually, you know, Gengar. I don't know what that is. Gengar is, um, the purple Pokemon. And, uh, he Pokemon. one of the original 150 or 151. Yeah. Yeah. And, but he has a cool backstory. Like uh, we can talk about that another time though. Okay. Very good. So Ooh. moving on next question. This question is for Colton. Um, episode 15 lone wolf McQuaid. We talk about how Ross has a neat trick when he's using his chisel. What does he use to soften the wood? He sprayed it. Well, uh, Linda, do you know it? Lemon juice? No, it it was uh, denatured alcohol, right? Is that your final answer? Yes. I will give you two and a half points. It is denatured alcohol and water. Okay. Or this is the first you get... Two and a half points. I think I should get like four out of five points or whatever it is. But Well, you do get a bonus question. You do get a bonus. 
on this one, which is worth 20 points. Are you ready? The bonus question is, what type of cut does he say he uses it on with his chisel? What type of cut? Yeah. Right? Uh, I know which one it is. Is that... (laughs) Like are you saying like like whether it's like with the grain or cross grain, maybe? Like mm, it's a very specific type of cut with a chisel. I don't know. I, 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 I'm gonna say when he's going uh, cross cut. But that is incorrect. It is a pairing a pairing cut. Uh, a pairing cut. All right. This next question is a free for all. Mm-hmm. Please do not forget to buzz in. This includes okay. you, Linda. Are you ready? What is the name of the brand of plywood that I always rave about? Uh, Ross. Oh, Ross goes first. What is it, Ross? Bullshit. Dragonfly. <laughs> that is correct. Ross is on the board with five points. That's now Mickey for the Mouse bonus. Crap. Now <laughs> for the kidding. bonus. I'm just kidding. You got that. Also, you have to ring in for the bonus. What is the name of the supply place I get it from? And I've said it. I know I've really? said it a hundred yeah. times. Yes, you have. I don't know if y'all can hear Linda. She's saying you say it all the time, but um, I'm saying like uh, Miss Supply. Don't forget to buzz something. in. Um, <laughs> Colton Smith Smith Supply Co. In- incorrect. Okay. Ross, you want to take a stab at it? I couldn't tell you what it is. All right. And what about you, Linda? Say it all the, you say it all the time. I cannot tell you right now. Mm. Okay. Would you guys like a hint? Yes. Sure. Not soccer and not football, but. Footy. No. Badminton. All right. We'll have to let that one go. <laughs> Rugby. Oh. Rugby architect. I missed it. Oh, man. I whispered it. Okay. Should we give the points? Should we give her the points? Yes. Linda gets the points. Sister, no, she gets twenty points. That was a bonus question. All right. So sister's on the board with sister is on the board with twenty. Colton has seven and a half, and Ross has five. All right. Uh, All right. This this question is for Colton, and I guess Colton and his sister, whichever. Um. On episode 20, The Expendables, I was absent, right? I had Correct. going on moving and all that. But yeah. you had Adam – how do you pronounce his last name? Gosh. Gosh. What was it? Uh, guess Ross, Ross probably remembers better, and, man. Like I'm his buddy. And you guys, I don't know. you guys talked about computers and video games and stuff. Mm-hmm. Ross talked about how they had had their first computer when he was a kid. What was it? You're never going to get this. <laughs> Yeah, do you know? I don't know. Macintosh. It was an Apple 2GS. An Apple 2GS. All right. right. And now for the bonus question. Ross, you don't get to answer this. For the bonus question, how much extra memory did his parents pay a lot of money for? One gig. Was it? One <laughs> that is no this is your question that is that is incorrect it was eight megabytes oh is that right yep. ross yep 
Yep. Eight they megabyte. paid three hundred and fifty dollars yep. for we, eight megabytes we of RAM. Same, we did the same thing. Two hundred and fifty. It was <laughs> yeah. two. It was two hundred fifty dollars for eight megabytes. Yeah, it's absurd. Yeah. Okay. Very funny. All right. That was a good episode. It was, it was a good a fun episode. one. Yeah. All right. This is a all question or nothing. And I will tell you that you all know this answer. So it's going to be who gets who beeps in first. Okay. Ross. <laughs> After I finish reading the question. Oh, sorry. Episode. You ready, Colton? Yep. Episode 5.2 on Deadly Ground. We had our first guest. Who was it? Ross. Uh, Greg Sherman. <laughs> oh, wait. Did, did, um, did, uh, oh God, I just lost you guys. Yeah, we're here. Don't worry. I'm I'm here. here. Keep going. I I heard Ross buzz in first. I hope there's yeah. It was it was it was Greg Sherman who is a boyer. We actually had to record that episode twice. You know what? So I'm recording from my dad's shop right now. I I have his bows right behind me. I'm a. Why do I have Why do I have Craig Spencer wrote down? I think my wife. Greg. And my wife typed it wrong. Okay, it's Greg Sherman. Greg Sherman. So Ross Ross got another few points. Right. Okay, so Ross Craig gets Craig, Craig gets uh, uh yeah Greg Sherman. Really and nice. the, the bonus question. This is an all bonus question. So everybody get ready to buzz in. What type okay. of woodworker was he? Ross. Okay, Ross. He is he is a boyer. That is right. You are on the boards. You got thirty. Yeah. Wait, Jess, can you see our camera yet? I cannot see your camera, but I can oh. hear you. So um, I'm showing. He's sh- he's showcasing some of the bows that Greg has made. Yeah, this, this is a two- beautiful inlay work. I, I know, those. dude. These are uh, these are two of them that uh, yeah he's made. One of them has like a special insignia on the bottom of it. it says uh, four burl, and it show and he drew like a uh, oh an arrow quiver with some arrows in it. And the cool. Of the Texan. Yeah, he called it the Texan in parentheses and 30 nice. number sign at 28 inches. I'm embarrassed right, you to tell me that, but you're right. <laughs> no, 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 don't be sorry. All right. Nice. All right, who's the next question for, Jess? Um, okay. This is a tricky one, okay? This is, so is this, this is a buzzing all- one, or? This yeah. is an all-buzz-in-all question. Are you guys ready? Yes. In episode four, Hard Target was our first whiskey of the week. What whiskey was it? Oh. Ross. Ross, go ahead. Early times bottled in bond. That is incorrect. Oh! Right that ahead. is incorrect. I'll take a stab at it. Was it was it Michter's Rye? That is incorrect. Oh. The first official whiskey of the week was Old Elk Blended Straight Bourbon. Mm. The first whiskey that was recommended was Early Times Bottled and Bond, but it was not the whiskey of the week. That was on episode three. Oh. And he said, do you have any recommendations? And you said early times bottled and bond, which was going to be the bonus question. You know Thanks for running it. That's, okay. That's so cool no to remember how that kind of evolved into our whiskey of the week. Right? Yeah. It's very, yeah. It's I, very I, good. I love that. Yeah. Oh, this is really fun. Okay, let's go. <laughs> it is. It's very cool. 
All right. Uh, this is also a all question. Are you guys ready mm-hmm. with your buzzers? In mm-hmm. episode 5.1, Forced Vengeance was the first one of the week. What was it? Mm-hmm. Oh, blah. And I will accept any one of three answers. Go ahead, Colton. Crap. I, I missed. Oh, sorry. Mahoo. Uh, Ross. Go ahead, Ross. Was it maple? That is also incorrect. The first wood of the week was stink wood or cape walnut or black stink wood. All the same thing. Oh. Was stink wood. Uh, yes, that's what huh. I picked. Now, you guys can all still get the bonus, which is worth 20 points. Are you ready? Okay. What is its Janka hardness within 300 pound feet? Colton? Uh, Colton, go ahead. 1,500? That is incorrect. What's your guess, Ross? Uh, 300 high or low? You can have it. 1,100. That is incorrect. It is 3,000. Incorrect also. It is 3,220. Oh, damn. So it's a very hard wood. That's why I picked it. All right. No problem. Colton, this question is for you specifically and your sister. You ready? In episode 17, Demolition Man, Ross did custom build and install for a long, did a custom build and install for a longtime customer and had lots of problems at the install. What did he build and install? Was this the outdoor kitchen? Are you asking me a question or is that your answer? Uh, this is the outdoor kitchen. The door is in. That is incorrect. It was, it, was doors. it was the doors. That is incorrect. It was saddle racks. Uh Remember the saddle rack? That seemed the the saddle rack seemed seemed more recent. What episode you said that was? Episode seventeen. Oh, twenty episodes ago. Yeah. Okay. So here's the bonus question. You You cannot answer this, Ross. Maybe you have a lot of issues with your installs, Ross. I I do. (laughs) I typically do. Okay. Here's the bonus question. (laughs) You know, Colton and sister. Colton and sister. Here's the bonus question. You can still bag twenty points. What tool should he have brought with him? And I'll give you a skew of answers. Wait, so I remember he did most correct. of it with a Japanese saw. And mm-hmm. so maybe mm-hmm. like a skill saw. Sure. Perfect. That'll work. Yeah. Or a saw saw, as you mentioned. All right. So you get 20 points for the bonus question, Colton. And we are on to the next question. We have four questions left, guys. All right. This is an all question. Are you ready? Yes. Oh, yeah. Ready for your buzzers. Episode 29, Escape from L.A. And this also, well, you'll see, we had Daniel Dunlap on, who also Mm -hmm. sent me a hat for Christmas, by the way. My wife snuck one of those and another Bench Dog podcast and uh, uh, Little Bug. I got three hats for Christmas. Is it really? Did your dad give them to you or did your father-in-law give them to you before Christmas? No, he didn't. (laughs) He didn't screw up those. Oh, man. 
this one's my favorite, so don't worry. All right. Okay. Uh, we, well, actually, Ross asked him where the worst place he shot a wedding was. What was the venue? The name of the venue? Ross. Ross, go ahead. The VFW in Cedar Bluffs, Iowa. That is mostly correct. Give it yes, to him. Give it, it to the, him. It, it is Council Bluffs? That is correct. It was Council Bluffs, Iowa. There you go. So you got that and the bonus. So that was worth 25 points. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, the VFW, for the bonus bonus. We start talking about all the Methodists and all that. Yeah. All right. So everybody can, everybody can do the bonus bonus question. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Get it ready yes. for your buzzers. What happened to the little boy at that wedding in an in that same town? He broke his arm. Or beep. He broke his arm. That is correct. A drunk drunk bridesmaid fell on him and broke his arm. Mm-hmm. So that is worth Colton one hundred points. That was hundred. Very Woo! good. Yeah. All right. This is this seems now, a little skewed. Like the point value <laughs> no. here. I'm just not gonna lie. Like some are worth twenty, some are worth a hundred. So the that that was the only question worth a hundred. You should be thankful because oh, yeah. you were falling. That's behind. awesome. Well done. Uh, all <laughs> questions are five, and the bonuses are twenty. All right. So I, I tried to keep this even. Hats, so honestly, we we both we, we are, wins or loses at this point. We have two questions left. They're both for Ross because I, I tried to do an even amount for Colton and an even amount for Ross, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So, Ross, this question's for you. Episode 27, Cliffhanger. We talked mm-hmm. about Colton going to Maker Camp. He had people on either side of him, his tent mates. Who were yes. they? One of them was the wooden mustache, and the other one was. Oh, um. The Olympian, the the kayaker. Right. Ryan Cochran was on one side, right? Yep. And the wooden mustache on the other. He said Um, it was Chris with Rustlin Forger. Yeah. Oh, um, old Matt with the wooden mustache. He's he he likes his pleasures a little bit better. Like he was um, I think he was staying in a camper. But. But that, so that is a good guess. Though. I'll give you I'll give you two and a half points for getting half of it. And okay. the bonus question, what was Chris Rustlin's dog's name? I have no idea. Radar? <laughs> it was as best that? as we could make out Leo. Is that right? <laughs> Leo? Leia. We listened Leia, to it no, like no. six. It was it was Leia. Leia. It was Leia, like uh, like Princess Leia from uh, Star, Wars. Star Wars. Okay, yes. Leia. Yeah. Leia. Okay, Leia. All right. Oh. So okay. Ross, that's you get dog, two and dude. a half points, dude. Uh, yeah, that's what she said. Yeah, we we talked about that guy a decent bit, right, dude? That's insane. It's it, he does forgery out of the back of his van, and right. he's completely nomadic at this point, and it's. Freaking yeah, he was a cool guy, man. It's pretty neat. He he's pretty on the neat. list. Leonardo DiCaprio was Leonardo DiCaprio was doing forgeries all over the world in Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it it's was true. check forgeries, but yeah. 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 I, I, all right. That was a good movie. But all right. Two more questions. This one's Chris on at some point, but he'd be a good interview. Okay. All right, awesome. So Ross, this question's for you, and then we have one more that's an all around, okay? All right. Question is episode 25 total recall 
Colton was telling us about barn doors for dogs and also talking about his uncle has a barn door with a gasket at his shop. What's his uncle's name? And it wasn't the first time and only time he mentioned him, so that's why I picked it. No. Uh, I'll take a first name or a last or both. I remember Burl. I remember that name. (laughs) Uh, Oh, Hold on. Hold on. Is this the same uncle that owns the the horse farm? Correct. Yes. Uh, is it Jason? No. Well, you, no, you, you can't do that. Stop. Stop. No, no, no. no come on. Uh, g- g- give, me, give me a chance. Stop. Jason, your answer? Yeah, that was my answer. Oh. So. so that is incorrect. His name is Kyle Livingston. We used to call him mm. Uncle Kayak. Now, what you yeah. did do was get the bonus question is, what does he do, which is horse training for the yep. underprivileged. So yeah. you get at least 20 points for that, Ross. Very good. All right. All right. All right. Last question, guys, to wrap up the year's uh, trivia. This is an all question. And <laughs> this is very much you got to get the buzzer. Okay? okay. And then there's another bonus worth 20 after. Are you ready? Yes. All right. You got. You guys are nice and clear. What is the nickname or names for the guy that works with me at my shop? Ross. Fingers. Ross, uh, Ross got in first. No. What? Go ahead, so, Ross. Uh, there's his actual name is his actual name is Dave. His nicknames are Fingers and Hoosier. That is correct. That is worth five points. Uh, now there has got to be some sort of delay going on here. Okay, so here's the here's the bonus question. No, because you're like right there. I mean, like you guys are right on it. All right, you ready? Yep. The bonus question. Also, get ready with your buzzers. During the summer, we had an intern. He was a special needs kid. What was his nickname? Ross. Go ahead, Ross. Nash and Cheese. That is correct. Oh. That is worth 20 points. Ross, you freaking Very nailed good. that. Oh, that you was did. a good one. 22. All right, Colt, you finished out with 127.5. Sister, nice. you got 20. And Ross, you've got uh, 10, 30, 55, uh, 75. 80, 100, 102.5. You are the winner, Colton, with that bonus, bonus question. Awesome job, right, guys. Colton. Everybody gets hats. Everybody gets a hat. As soon as I can get right. the freaking thing to print. Even yeah. sister. Well, awesome, guys. It has been a great year. Oh, I've been so excited to do this all week. It was so much fun listening to the old episodes. I will say, and this is something that I'm going to bring up, we're going to have to create a buzzer. Yeah. No, a buzzer for me because I noticed a huge, huge, and I'm I'm hesitant to even say it, um, mannerism that I have that only one other person has ever said anything to me about when I was a kid, and it's that I suck my teeth. And there has been multiple times where you hear Yeah. Yes. After I say something, oh my god, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> uh, that's oh. great. Hey, Jess, I, so, I, I I still love you, brother, but 
the last two episodes you sucked your teeth a few times, but yes, very much so. But um, it hasn't, it hasn't so. been like the whole time. I I was gonna say something at some point. So um, so <laughs> unbelievable. I'm like, what am I doing? Well, like, oh, so, slobbering. Yeah. I, I, like, I I didn't realize it was you. I was listening to the last episode, and um, I think I listened to it twice actually. And I was like, wait, is that me? I thought it was me because it wasn't obvious that it was you. But I was like, oh, it's every time after Just Talk she does that. And I was like, oh. It's like this mannerism that yeah. I do. I don't know. My dad did it, and I guess I picked it up. I have no idea. Well, I mean, I, so anyway, I, I have some I mannerisms like that, but I guess they're not as loud as that. Uh, Appreciate it, Colton. Appreciate it. Yeah. Well, Jess, do you, well, first of all, thank you for putting in the time. Dude, yes. That was a lot of fun. No Let's problem. get a round of applause. Cool. Yeah. Dude, thank you guys. Well I done, man. It. It, was a, it was a pleasure. I think this should be a Christmas tradition, like the last episode of the year, every year, like for the next ten years, yeah. twenty years. Well for done, Jeff. Podcast Hurrah. Is global. When they're listening to us on Mars in in twenty sixty, yep. like this is a it needs to be a tradition. When there's no trees left, and they'll be like, "What's wood?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll evolve to working with Martian rocks. Yeah. That's perfect. That's right. And actually, that that's a great transition to figure out what the wood of the week is. Oh, you ready yeah. for that? Yeah, absolutely. What a rip. Wow. 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 Mopane. Mopane. It's pronounced Mopane. Uh, it is a hardwood species native to southern Africa, renowned for its durability and distinctive color. And mostly, to be honest with you, the reason that people use it, yeah, they make like other stuff with it, but it has unbelievable acoustic um, properties. Uh, properties to it, and they make woodwinds out of it. A lot nice. of woodwinds out of it. It is absolutely beautiful. It's dark brown. It is extremely hard. Uh, the Jenka harness is like in the 3,000, 3390. Do they so, make oboes out of it? They do. I saw pictures of oboes made out of Mopane. Dude, oboes so, are insane. Like uh, we have a, a friend of yeah. ours who's a music teacher for like middle school. And she has like some serious insurance on her oboe. Oh, yeah. Like that. that's that's oftentimes more expensive than your vehicle like it is i mean oh yeah insane yeah like like the oboes and then there was some other like oh, odd oh, bassoon maybe stuff. A, no joke sorry she yeah. plays bassoon not oboe um either yeah. way i saw a lot of i some of them i didn't ever even seen before but it looks fake it's so beautiful it is just absolutely very very tight grain uh it's a deep rich color and as well as it creates a deep rich sound very warm sound Actually, that would make a really good marimba as well. Mm. I don't know what a marimba is, but sure. A marimba is a wooden version of a xylophone. But it's typically much larger. A a xylophone is usually only three octaves, and a marimba is five octaves, and the other two are lower octaves. So you get super low sounds out of these natural wood pieces. Uh, It's one of my favorite instruments to play. I don't get to play it often, but it's a ton you of fun. You play xylophone and marimba and stuff? Hey, well, yeah, I, guess I was you in a percussion drummer, ensemble in but... high school and college. Yeah. yeah. Oh, very nice. Um, well, it. I mean, termites don't eat it. Like the powder post beetle and some of the other beetles that are in other countries don't bother it. 
what I will say is that it's it's generally difficult to work with, but it's very expensive. It's hard to get, and I Ooh. saw people selling the roots. You there on hardwood things. You could buy Mopain roots. Uh, so I guess even the every part of the tree, nothing gets wasted, uh, and it basically doesn't rot. So I would imagine anything that they create. I saw a lot of pen blanks and stuff like that. Well, of course, uh, do you think the expensive. band The Roots? Good. Sorry. Do you think the band The Roots has an album called Mo Pain? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> there we go. I, I hope so. But hmm. anyway, gotta, so that's the word of the week. L- look it up. It's beautiful. I, like, I got a question yeah. on like okay. whenever you are using the roots of a tree, um, does it still keep like a very similar pattern as far as the grain of like the the bulk of the tree? I don't think so. I don't think all trees are like that. Maybe some. I don't know. I don't think so. Hmm. But I mean, I know like an oak root, if you've ever got a hold of one of those that's growing out of it, it looks like an oak limb. Is it really? Just mm-hmm. without the bark on it. Yeah. Very they sappy. Typically, yeah, very sappy and also very, very uh, moisture heavy. Ah. So. And speaking of moisture, what hmm. a great transition into the whiskey Ooh, of the week. Yes. 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 Quite so. Yeah. Let's do that. The Whiskey of the Week. So the Whiskey of the Week for last week was actually the Pendarin Welsh Whiskey. Now, Colton, you reached out and told me you were having issues procuring that. So we we pulled an audible and told you to get the Auchentoshin 12-year-old. Were you able to find that? And did a dandy. I was not able to find no. that. No, no, I, I'm over. I'm up here in Tioga, which is a, a small town like northwest of Dallas, kind of near Pilot Point, if you will. And um, we were only able. I wish you had told me where you were at. I could have shot you some some oh, liquor stores in the area that had some. It's things. all right. Yeah. Well, we um, I ended up. So I was not able to acquire that. I I did get some bullet to like. You know, I've learned a lot more about whiskey cocktails, you know, in the last, mm-hmm. last year. Um, and so I did get some bullet just to show my family, like, some some of the cocktails I've been making. But okay. what I really want to talk about, though, is it it's a cocktail, and it comes from my brother's, like, families, or my brother's, or I guess my in-laws, right? Yeah. Yeah, in-laws, yeah. My yeah. in-laws, they have a cocktail, and it's called a Wessa Rita. Their last name is Wessa, oh. right? So my okay. sister-in-law's main name is Wessa, and it's called a Wessa Rita. And you take some uh, tequila, right, and you cut mm-hmm. up a bunch of jalapenos, like fresh jalapenos, and you soak it. And you soak this tequila in the jalapeno. You basically infuse the tequila, make it a jalapeno tequila, right? And... um. Mm-hmm. And like we even soaked it for like 30 minutes, which we did a lot of jalapenos, so that was plenty of time. And um, we, we did like some buttling and etc. And um, you do that with a little bit of uh, uh, Grand Marnier, which we didn't have that, so we used triple sec. Which um, <laughs> hey, look at you saving money. I know. Which uh, yeah, we learned about uh, yeah, triple sec replaces all those really fancy orange ones like the the Cointreau. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, look at you pronouncing it I correct. Well done. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, man, have we come a long way. Yeah. Side note, Crystal <laughs> loves correcting me on like spelling of things or like if a lyrics of a song, like if I say the lyrics wrong or if I pronounce something wrong. And I said Quantro and um, while we were all together with the family and she started to correct me, I was like, please do. And she stopped. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes. I was like, I've learned from the best that it is Quantro with a Q. Yeah, but um, but yeah, so he was like, yeah, whatever. We did a little bit of triple sec, and then um, actually, uh, an important part is roses lime juice. So we use yes. roses. Um, I don't know if you call it grenadine at that point, but like their cherry juice often yeah. for yep. like our um, like our when we do kitty cocktails. Yeah, when we're doing like the dandies as well. And, um, yeah, but yeah, so, uh, just like one, one part of the roses, lime juice, one part of the, uh, triple sec in our case, and then one part or two parts of this, uh, jalapeno infused tequila. And it is a dang good margarita. And like, I, I just did them in a shaker with ice and, uh, poured them over ice, um, uh, I did it to uh, preference, whether it's crushed or like big cubed ice, and it is a kick butt cocktail, and not not nice. too spicy. Um, whenever we ran out of the roses, uh, uh, lemon or lime, we uh, we went to like we had some straight lime, and I would add like a little bit of simple syrup just to balance it out a little bit, and uh, yeah. did a good job. But yeah, that's what uh, that's what nice. Linda brought me here. Oh, and then for the our the rims of our glasses, we'll do um, chamoy, like we'll we'll stick in some chamoy and then stick it into uh, uh, tahini, and um, it's a nice. nice garnish for it. Oh, they're solid, especially for a, a holiday cocktail. Oh, yeah. It um most everybody can hmm. get in line with a, a jalapeno margarita. Excellent. Yeah. So to wrap things up as far as uh the whiskey of the week for 2023 i wanted to give you one that was going to be close to home because it is actually the your home state of texas is the number one market in the world for this whiskey okay. and it is Cr crown royal whiskey just like straight up crown royal straight up <laughs> crown royal and the reason i'm having you do that is two things number one I want to see how far you've come flavor palette wise after trying all these different whiskeys mm -hmm. to what your thoughts are on crown. Okay. And number two, because whenever I've had to go down to Texas and I talk to people about different kinds of whiskey, people down there are like, no man, I only drink. I'm an American. I'm a bourbon drinker. Crown and Coke is my brand. And I'm like, it's Canadian. neither bourbon nor American yeah. whiskey, but you go <laughs> ahead and think that. Exactly. Um, well, Houston rodeo, so, like you don't get a lot of good bourbons. Like, uh, no. you, at, during Houston rodeo, like I drink basically crown and Sprite anywhere I'm going. Like if, if like mm -hmm. for all these, like, like, uh, free bars, you, if you will, but uh, it's crown yeah. and Sprite. Yeah. Yep. Or crown and ginger. So you get I want you, which is also decent with a lime in there. Yeah. So I want you to try it out and I want to see how far your palate has come in these at this point, uh, 28 weeks of doing actually more than that 34 weeks yeah. of doing the whiskey of the week i want to see how far your palate has come hell yeah dude i'm looking forward to it uh, also i can't wait to find like i want to overdo it on the cocktail 
Like, let's find some ridiculous, crazy way to make Canadian whiskey awesome. But uh, you know, you know. So, um, Crystal side of the family. Every time we're over there, we do like a white elephant, right, for all the adults. Yep. And there's always yep. whiskey thrown in. And um, one of the one of the uh, the white elephant gifts was the flavored with the Crown Royals. It was a uh, bottle yeah. of Crown Peach. Yeah. Well, Crown Peach is good. Crown Apple's good. But it was Crown Salted Caramel. Oh, that's so good. And then yep. I think Crown Peach was the one that was with it. Maybe Crown Peach. But I can send you some of the the whiskey smith salted caramel. It blows the crown out of the water. Oh, no joke. Oh. Mm-hmm. Dude, uh also I need to find if whiskey smith I haven't looked for it, but I need to find if that's distributed to Texas, especially Houston. It is. Okay, good. It is. Oh, you know what? I, you can get it at spec. I should introduce that to Chris side of the family and maybe maybe we can kick some of the crown out. But um but go. yeah, the uh, the salted caramel and the peach. I mean, like that's good if you're like kind of trashy drinking, like near like a uh, like a bonfire or something. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And you're just like pulling yeah. straight from the bottle, like that. It goes down decent that way. But okay, yeah. All right. Well, as we're we're coming up on two hours here, as a wrap up, I think we should each kind of throw in a nugget. And I know I was holding out on you guys, and I said I was saving a nugget for the end of this. You guys are both talking about dust collection, so I will share my nugget to, to kick things Absolutely. off. Absolutely, I have I have a five and a half horsepower uh, dust dual chamber dust collection system, and the bags for it are fairly substantial. But I have taken them on and off, God knows how many times, and I've gotten holes in them, and I patched those holes because I kept forgetting to order more bags, and Jess, as you said, changing them can be kind of a pain in the ass as well. Well, I went to take the bags off and ended up ripping a pretty decent sized hole in one of them. And the other one was so far beyond repair. It was like, okay, I need to get some new ones. But even when I went to order them, it was going to be like $9 per pair uh, just for these two bags, which isn't bad, but it's still a decent amount. Like those bags lasted me four or five years. So I'm not too worried. But I had gone to Lowe's while those bags were shipping, and I found at Lowe's you can buy 55-gallon drum garbage bags, and you can buy 50 of them for 25 bucks. And those 55-gallon drum garbage bags fit around yeah. the dust collector. And they're like six And they mil. only cost, yeah, yeah they're six no. mil thick. They fit perfectly, and they only cost 50 cents a bag. Yep. <laughs> So I'm to the point now where I'm literally just going to use those things. And about once a week, I'm going to take them off, throw them in the trash, and not worry about putting on a new one and having to dump things out and getting covered in sawdust. I am going to literally just stock up on these things and put on a new bag every week. And that way I know my dust collection is as efficient as possible. And I'm doing it fairly cost effectively. Yeah, I had the Harbor Freight ones, and you could never get the bags at Harbor Freight. Like, they yeah. never, I mean, it fits really tight. But then I was like, well, well these garbage, those like trash cleanup, the uh, job site cleanup bags. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, this fit, and you got to fold it a little bit, but it worked perfect. And I'm like, great, so the ones, just toss the whole thing. Yeah, the ones that I found are clear as well. Oh, okay. So you can still see how much dust is in there. Oh, that's good. And they they hold up just the same. They're collecting the dust just the same. 
And tomorrow, when I finish out the day, I'm going to put them in the trash and call it a week. Oh, that's yeah. fantastic. So, dude, that's great. Yeah. Dude, uh, yeah. well, so, I mean, I, I am you staying really good about emptying out my Cyclone. So, like, I haven't had mm-hmm. to change out the bag on my um, on my dust collector, but twice this year, maybe. But uh, I still okay. have a stack of, like, the ones from PowerTech that, like, uh, okay. real thick material and all that. But, dude, yeah. when I replace those, I'm replacing them with contractor bags. That's genius. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, that's a good nugget. Yeah. Thank you. That's going to save some people some money, dude. Like, some serious money. Yeah, yeah it will. Yeah. 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 Well, we, we had yeah. three three of them in my first shop because like there was one like for the table saw and the joiner one for the planer and then one for the shaper. And yeah, I, th- I would always get holes in the factory ones and you can never get the factory yep. ones again. So we just started putting those trash bags on them and then I just threw the whole thing away. It was awesome. Yeah. 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 So there you go. Jess, you got a nugget? Do I have a nugget? Um, I'll kill some time if you need it, bro. I got it. Yeah, go ahead. Let me think about it for so a second. I, it, this is not so much a do as I do, but like do what I say, not what I do kind of thing. But uh, I'm st- so I'm yeah. still learning is what I'm saying. But it's it's the value of 30 minutes, right? Like whenever uh, I first made the jump into full time woodworking from like just doing it on the side, like I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to have all day. I can. I have all this time and like I realized very quickly how short a day is, right? Like yeah. like you think like oh 24 hours but I mean you're whatever, you're doing a lot of stuff in that 24 hours and it a day gets shorter and shorter, man. And just like the value of 30 minutes or like I used to think like oh, I got all day, I can spend 15 minutes doing this thing and you have to value what you spend your little 15 minute nuggets on because those 15 minutes mm-hmm. add up very quickly to an hour. Those hours add up very quickly to half a day and dude, valuing time has been one of the hardest things I've done. And it comes at you 15 minutes at a time, five minutes at a time. So. And uh, to expand on that, because that is a really good nugget to your point, when you think you have all the time in the world, if you have one job to do and you have 10 hours or you have one hour, you can more than likely get that job done in the same amount of time, whether it's a one hours or 10 hours, you're going to get it done either way. You're going to take the amount of time you're given. So for example, if you have to clean the shop and you're like, I have one hour to do it, you're going to power through and get everything done as fast as you can. And you're going to get it done efficiently. If you have 10 hours to do it, you're going to kind of, Take your time and look at some things and do I think about it? And it'll still be done at the end of the day, but you wasted 10 hours doing what you could have done in one hour. So I will throw one other piece of nugget advice on here for people who are starting out their new year because it's worked for me. There is a, uh, a, a journal you can get. It's called the finisher's journal. Costs you like 15 bucks and it takes the, the thought process of, Many people who are multimillionaires and CEOs and Fortune 5 or Fortune 100 company leaders, they literally say, if you shorten the amount of time you give yourself to do things, you will still get more stuff done and you're hyper-focused. So, for example, this finisher's journal, it literally, over the course of three months, 
you focus in on everything you have to do and you set the goals at the beginning. And after three months, you'll be surprised how much you have done because it keeps you accountable every day and the main tasks that you have to do each day towards your goals. Um, so for instance, I did it earlier this year and in three months I was able to not only create an additional 20 grand worth of sales just with RNC and the woodworking side, but I was able to use some of that to then pay down some other debt that I had and all of it happened in three months. And if I had taken the entire year, I would have lollygagged around with it. So, Dude, well, I just wrote finish your journal down. And I'm going to go buy that. Yeah. That, it's that, worth Cause it. honestly that, that it hurts. Like, you know, I, I'll have I, all week to finish like one, one mm-hmm. it, it, a lot of times it's a side project, but like when it comes down to the last 12 hours, and I do a majority of the work. You get it done. And like, I could have, like, if I'm really about to finish this, whenever I'm planning out, if I have enough time to finish this thing, I wouldn't put any amount of work into it more than, like, to spread out over several days. It would have been done by now. And yep, uh, I I run into that all the time, man. And, yeah, I feel you. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I guess my nuggets kind of along with that, you know, I always talk about the Google calendar or some type of calendar yeah. for you to have, uh, you know, right now I'm juggling uh, uh, the jobs, ordering wood, drawing up jobs, uh, you know, things having to do with the website, measuring things, learning a new thing that, the you know, like all these different things and keeping an, an employee busy, right. And, mm, and a million yep. other deals all at the same time. Right. And then callbacks, freaking callbacks. So what I would say is you, if you're either, if you're working at home and it's your own thing, what I found is that people that are creative like us don't like a schedule. It makes it feel like work. Right. Mm -hmm. But what makes it feel even worse and stressed out is when you don't get it done in time or you're late on something and so on and so forth. So, you have to set yourself attainable goals and put it down on paper or on a computer, some sort of what's called a trusted system. And, yep. okay, so so-and-so's job, I'm going Tuesday to deliver this. So that means that on the, – because this is next Tuesday. So that means on Monday I have to get this much done, and Tuesday I have to get this much done, and so on and so forth. And set small attainable goals. That way you can get ahead of schedule, right? I just mm-hmm. need to get the doors painted. Let's just let's make it real specific. I got to get the doors painted. Well, you know, it's only going to take you maybe like four hours to get the doors painted. What if something goes wrong? What if the gun breaks? What if the air compressor breaks? You know, so or what if you do get it done? Well, now you can get a head start on some of the other stuff. Maybe you could add an extra project in there and you have to live (laughs) by that schedule. You have to get up early. You have to get there at a certain time on time and you have to leave at a certain time. So you have enough time to have a life and not feel like you're just working yourself to death. All of that scheduling creates for productivity and success and, and calmness and, you know, not being anxious about your work and so on and so forth. Cause the work part's fun. It's, it's not yeah. that hard, especially if you're all set up. And then the other thing is, is that what is it? What do you call it? Um, uh, Colton? Analysis, paralysis? analysis. No, no. Like, yeah. No, no, no. Like where you find something to do like, oh, I need to make like a little thing to hold this tool. What do you call that? A jig or uh, a jig or a holder or whatever. Um, no, oh, no. You called oh, it. Oh, oh, oh uh, productive procrastination. 
productive procrastination. Okay. Well, some of those things like in my shop, like, man, I really wish I had a place to put my sandpaper, but like you have to wait until you know that you have time to make that thing to hold the sandpaper. You can't have a job that has a schedule and you said it was going to be there on that day and be like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do this today instead because those distractions wind up causing you more anxiety later. And then it starts to really snowball because then you've got other things coming in and you can't do them because you're doing a project that should have been done a week ago. So now if, you're speaking Colton's language. Well, I, it my happens to all of us. Nugget. This, this happens to all of us. This happens oh. to all of us. We get procrastinate, you know, and so mm-hmm. that's why you have that schedule and you say, well, that's not in the schedule today. If I get these doors done and I've got the rest of the day left and I know that all these other days that I have scheduled out to do these other things, I can get those things finished and they all seem pretty reasonable, then maybe I do have time to do that. But it all has to be you have to keep that schedule and your life just yeah. goes so much better. And then the customer, you can say, Hey, look, give me a second. Let me look at my calendar. You know what? I can't have that until this day because there's other yep. jobs in the queue and they go, okay, no problem. It's yeah. no problem. We're like, yeah, I can go ahead and do it. Cause you forgot you had to do this and you forgot you had to do that. Plus I have all these things I want to do. Like I want to yep. do this thing on the computer. I want to do this thing on the laser. I want to build this thing for the shop or that French clean, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Put that in a calendar. Put it in a calendar and say this these days I'm doing that. I am doing that. And then and then it's like, what are you doing today? Well, let me look at my calendar. I'm doing this today. I'm doing that today. Yep. Yeah. And if you don't get it done, that's okay. You can finish it later. But as far as yeah. customer work goes, it comes first. Anyway, you get the idea. You, you know, give yourself reasonable goals and then dumb it down just a little bit because we always say it's going to take two seconds and it never does. <laughs> and so <laughs> that is, everybody oh, says that. would die laughing if she heard you say that. Yes. So it always I mean, takes I can, way more I, time. Yeah. Always takes way I mean, more time. I, I made that way. little yeah. vanity. I made that little vanity for that lady. And I'm like, ah, you know, it'll take me like a day. And it didn't, you know, it just doesn't, yeah. it just doesn't. And there's always yeah. something wrong or, or you make a mistake mm-hmm. or you run out of material, like all those different things happen. Yeah, you got to fix but something. Ha- yeah. Realign something. Give yourself yeah. a buffer. Yeah. When you're making that calendar, give yourself a couple extra days. Like there's no reason to think, well, I can get this done in two days and you're going to tell them you're going to deliver it on the third day. That's ludicrous. Do not do that. Woo. Wait, wait, you said do or don't do that. Do not. (laughs) Do not. Tell them the next Uh, week. Tell them the next Monday if they're okay with that, right? Now you got this time to do other things and anyway. Yes, I I will add to that. I, um, so I, you know, I keep remaking schedules and stuff and it's only your schedules only as effective as you use it. Right. Like even back when I was working in it, you know, we'd build these crazy awesome, like, like formats and things for employees to use, but if they don't use it and they don't use it correctly and properly, it's, it's ineffective. And I have that own problem. Mm -hmm. Like I'll get real motivated and I'll make, like a whole schedule, like, Oh, I didn't even want to repeat it, but the schedule you were talking about earlier that I made like early on in the podcast and like ridiculous number of boards and certain weeks, whatever it, it only works if you stick to it, man. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that is a great place to wrap up things for the year because it gives us all something to work on moving Woo! forward yes. into next yeah, year. It does. So, so to, 
obviously to Linda first, and then to you gentlemen. It has been an honor and a pleasure this year, and I can't wait to see what 2024 has in store for us. Me either. Yeah, baby! Yeah. For sure. Did you guys book your uh, hotel? Yeah. Coming up. Oh, I haven't got uh, the hotel. I do have my tickets, though. Uh, yeah, we need you to stay at the same hotel as us so we can wake you up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're completely not wrong on that. You know my brother too well. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, he stayed yeah. at a different hotel last year, and he, he slept in and missed all the classes, so we got we yep. got to be able to bang on his you door or I something. Made, I made the important part. That was the, uh, the socializing, <laughs> baby. The networking, mm-hmm. yeah. dude. So to, to all the listeners out there, have a very safe New Year's weekend. Uh, be sure to hit that like and subscribe button wherever you are listening to this podcast. And thank you very much for tuning in this week. We hope you've enjoyed every second of this episode. If you didn't, please send all your complaints to our permit, uh, permitted parking legal representation at Hook'em, Book'em, and Sco- uh, sorry, Hook'em, <laughs> Boot'em, and Scoot'em Attorneys at Law, where their motto is, like a handicapped person in a camouflage jacket, you can hide, but you can't run. <laughs> For Jess, Colton, and Ross, this has been the Beat Around the Bench podcast. And we will catch you all next time. Yeah. Yeah.